What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 207 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Doki Doki! And joining Aww. us for the very first time on this show, yeah. to my recollection, yeah. Brittany Bromrocker. Oh, I forgot the Fucking Bromrocker! <laughs> Damn it! Oh, so, you ruined me just for the record, Brittany Bromrocker from What's Good oh. Games. <laughs> the reason this is a thing it's because years and years and years and years and years and years and years ago, yeah. even though she looks like she's 18 right now, Aww. I've known Brittany forever from the IGN blogs way back in the yes, day. Yes, yes. You were like the original group of like the OG kids. bloggers. Yeah. yeah, the kids. Yeah. And I, for yeah. some reason, started calling you Bromba Brocker and all that. I kept putting extra B's and R's in it B's everywhere. And, R's, yeah, and then right. up until right now, you, 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 I, I, you know, I thought. I'll just say it forever, right? Mm -hmm. This kid's going nowhere. Mm -hmm. I'll never have to worry about her. And then she kept hanging on, kept hanging on. She's super successful. What's well, good? And now she comes in with an attitude. Yeah. She throws it around it's all the time. And Greg's never. Greg. I've known Greg forever. He's never pronounced. So now we got to do it. But then it got in and your now head. Now I'm broken. Now, now it's in your head. Yeah. And then the, you made me second guess it yesterday, and now here I am. Well, think a of man. think of Bach, like the music, right? Now think of Brom and put Brom Bach and then go Err, do it. Like Err. Err. Brom Bacher. There you go. Oh, he's so no, scared. I, he sounded I, so scared when he said I don't like when people Well, he doesn't like being touched. It's, like, it's, like, uh, it's a big problem for him. It's a whole thing. And wow. then he gets touched all the time. Before now, Tim, I'm sure a lot of video people are looking at this going, where Where are you interviewing for a job today? Yeah, where? Yeah. Fancy places. <laughs> doing fancy things. Um, I, I want to be a, a hype man for DJs at weddings. That's it. Oh, wow. So okay. I want to Just do. the hype man for the wedding DJ. That's it. Yeah, not yeah. the wedding DJ. You just want to be like, what's nah, up, I everybody? Wanna, welcome. I want to be the DJ. I, I just want to be like the MC, the master of ceremonies for the weddings. It's a thing. Is it really? Because I feel like that's dude, just the DJ's job. Yeah, weddings yeah, yeah. I've been to have a DJ and a hype man. Because you need someone playing the music, then you need someone like letting everyone know what they need to do. All know? right. Well, that song's like, going. Let's get Aunt Lydia over to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Paul's falling down. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's what you need. That's what you need. No, um, I am wearing this because today I was supposed to make my debut on Debatable, and we're supposed to dress up a little for that show. Yeah, correct. Um, Michael Huber from Easy Allies was supposed to do an episode with me talking about the top 10 E3 hype moments of all time. Mm. It was going to be great. He was going to come on here. We were going to do the Resident Evil 2 spoiler cast together. But then but it turns out this, struck. It turns Literally. out, yes, disaster struck. They got a new studio, mm -hmm. and now they are super Hollywood. So oh, we booked him before on. the new studio, and then yeah. Huber hit us up, and he's like, cool, where's my per diem? Yeah. And I was like, Tim, Google per diem. And then we looked at her like, we're not going to pay you any money. And he's we like, can't. I'm not coming. Sunglasses on. It was a FaceTime call. And he walked cool away. Sunglasses. Yeah. 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 No, what really happened uh, is he got to the airport. His flight got delayed. Um, they moved him to a different flight. That flight got, and I kid you not, struck by lightning. Um, so they got before delayed again. Off. Before it took off. Before it took off. So then in, there's a storm in L.A. He's yeah, it's here. raining down there. No, he's not. Fun fact. Do you know the, uh, what happens to a plane when it gets struck by lightning? The same the thing that happens to everything else? No. Oh, damn, it's I really totally thought I was fun. hoping. I thought it was going for X-Men. It's X totally fun. Because it's not grounded, so it doesn't get hurt. We that's were having true. that discussion earlier, and that's where the goose came up, where it's like a goose can take down Captain a plane. Captain Sully. Right, right. Yeah. But lightning can't. Yeah. It's true. Because like, planes are used to that shit. Sure. It's actually fairly common. Yeah. yeah. High lightning resistance. Jeff Dye had a lot of funny jokes about that. Mm -hmm. He's a very mm -hmm. funny comedian. Very funny guy. He, he got to do his episode of debate. Sure. You can check that out. YouTube.com slash... Kind of funny, but this Brittany is, got the host kind of funny games daily. You can check that out on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Yeah, slash kind of funny. Fran games. was there though. Wow, sorry, what a great channel. And on that channel, <laughs> Fran did great. You could also find this show every Monday at 6 a.m. Pacific time. But if you want to get the show early, and goddamn it, I know you do, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. 
bronze members every once in a while when we have a question we want from people you get to submit your answers like we did today um or silver members get the show early you can watch the show live as we record it or you get it three days early on that friday kevin how you doing great kevin gave me that look <laughs> he gave me that good. kev look what, what, what is the Kev look I generally mean? I don't want to describe it. Okay, my apologies. Mean. My apologies. Not trying to be mean. Um, and shout out you to everybody. Thank, thank all of you for your support. Uh, in the entire month of January, we were doing a big crowdfunding push for Kind of Funny 4.0, uh, where we were trying to do a whole world tour of meet and greets. We already did Arizona. We announced all of the other dates so far. We got San Francisco next month, February. 17th on Sunday. Um, same day, later night, later in that night, Nick's going to be doing a comedy showcase at Cobb's Comedy Club. You can buy your tickets for that now. Um, then March 30th, we're doing one in Kansas City. The details where and when to TV. be announced. You can stay tuned to kindoffunny.com right? slash events bro. to find out. But yes, March 30th for Kansas City. And then New York, April 6th. We'll be doing that again. Details to be announced. And finally, May 4th, Vancouver. My first time in Canada. Really? Will they allow me back? Probably not. You say, finally, remember, we stretch gold all the way to London. London. And then you're right. And now we're in London. We do not have information on that yet. It will be in the second half of the year. We're going to London, baby. Okay, don't do that. The Austin Powers Powers. accent. I got you. Thank you. That's 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 the most important thing London's ever done for us. The most important thing London's done for us is Austin Powers. (laughs) Do you remember the order, 1886? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Easy platinum. You guys are yeah. killing it. Congratulations. Thank hey, you. thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. It's great. Thank you for coming down and making time for us. Yeah. Are you, have you had fun today? I've had a great time. Good. Like I was working. saying, just leave What's Good Games. It's I, open. Just I, I just sat Swap all day away. in the office and just worked. And yeah. I didn't talk to anyone. So <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the games. Greg Miller, mm-hmm. Wargroove, a hotly anticipated indie title. It feels like it's been years in the making. We've heard about this game forever. I think it was the, the first indie showcase yeah. that they showed Wargroove. Essentially, I, it's Advance Wars. Exactly. It's a spiritual successor to Advance Wars. Uh, you have, you know, you're putting your troops out there the way you want to. Uh, medieval times kind of thing. You're the new queen. You're out there running your guys around. You got the guys with the sticks, the spears and stuff. You got the guys with the axes and the swords. Mm-hmm. And stuff. You got archers you put up in the, the uh, crow's nests over there. Uh, I'm really early in it. Uh, I had gotten it uh, right Right before we went to Arizona, started it on the plane, and it was one of those things where I wasn't in the mood for this game. Sure. The game, I can tell you objectively, is great. Right. I uh, right now I am in the mood for the game. I am on a plane tomorrow. I'm very excited to play Wargroove uh, in between a million emails, and uh, it's beautiful. It's got a lot of personality to it, which I really really like. That's uh, key for those type of games. I feel like it's the make or break of like the gameplay is fun, and like you know you're going to get hours and hours and hours out of it. But it's like you need the writing and the like characters, or else it just feels like you're just playing with. And that's what it's about, right? Is like. Like it's got these cute little uh, it's, the graphics you know make it look I would, you know, like a cartoon to an extent uh, awesome beautiful uh, cinematic in the very beginning uh, then you go through and it's got you know cute little things of like the guy running behind the princess with the pillow or the queen with the pillow now I guess and the thing uh, jostling in there as you go and then like even when you beat the enemy like I'm super early but when you, I beat like one of the first few enemies you're fighting like she's face down telling everybody to go away like you know what I mean and you walk up on her after you beat her and she's like oh and like you have a little conversation and it's Gurns it's cutie but then the Actual girl, like she's dog. mad. Yeah, he plays a dog. Is there a dog uh, in the uh, game? Yeah, there is a dog in the game. Oh, okay. I have not controlled the dog as of yet. Where does the groove come into play? 
Is You're just rhythm, in it, man. You're rhythm. just in it. It's in the groove. Is there man. any rhythm based? Not stuff that I've seen. No, okay. there's nothing like that. It's not active. It is, you know, it's turn based strategy. So it is, you know, uh, okay, cool. It's your turn. Where you you have this many ability or this many troops. Where you gonna push them? Uh, you know, you take over little th- uh, uh, encampments and towns or whatever that then generate money for you that you can then in your next turn use to make units to send out and do this. So I'm still very uh, tutorial levels of it right now, mm-hmm. and it's that thing of, oh, great, I'm having a great time. And then I was playing through the last mission. I was like, ooh. Turn 16. Ooh. I should not be doing like one star at the end. I'm like, fuck, God damn it. But yeah, like, yeah. I'm excited to get back to it and play more of it. But it's so, yeah. So this is first blush. Yeah. Uh, really cute. Uh, the gameplay itself is engaging. It is uh, thought provoking. And that's what I want, right? Of like, what's the quickest way to do this? Mm-hmm. How am I doing this? And, like they have, what I like about it is, when you get your new sets of units and you're learning about them for the first time, you can click on them and it'll tell you how to do the critical attack, uh, your critical attack and stuff. So like the spear guys, you have to have them like next to each other in the angle that they're going and then you'll get like double damage, do crit damages that way. Uh, and so, some of them are better for taking over things than other things. They can move further on some of them. It's, it's cool. Game, this game is co-op too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just running through single That's player stuff, but it's got a multiplayer option yeah. to it. Yeah, that I have not tinkered at all so with I'm and don't know what to do. Because this is the kind of game that I wouldn't play by myself, yeah. but play with some friends. Sure, I think sure. it would be fun. Yeah. How often? So, how often do you play uh, with your bow? Like, you got you got. I see every so often you put up the t- the screenshots of the two yeah, TVs. Yeah. So and we stuff. have two TVs in our living room, and then awesome we have a big move. projector upstairs. Yeah. yeah we play yeah. all the time together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just like our thing. Yeah. Is it all like? Are you when you say you play together? Are you guys playing the same game, or are you just playing the same room? Same game. Typically, oh, nice. same game, unless I'm reviewing like a single player game or something sure. like that. Yeah, but yeah. typically, yeah, because even if games have split screen, it's easier to do online. Yeah, and most of course. Games oh, for yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, totally. online yeah, only. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we uh, we do like the anthems. Yeah. We're going to be doing Far Cry here pretty soon. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the way to live, man. It is. I, yeah, I, and I'm too selfish. I can't I can't share a TV or a console. So no. we each have our own consoles. I made that very clear. Yeah, yeah. Of, of course, of course. Yeah. I don't know how couples do it. Yeah, no. Yeah, we have when Jen and I fall down the rabbit hole and stuff, it's more like. I'm always playing, right? Like, that's what I always want to be doing where she always wants to work. And, uh, but like when a monster hunter or something to that effect comes around, Mm -hmm. that's when you wheel the second TV and push everything together. But like, that's the dream for me is getting it, you know, getting whatever living room pimped out, same TVs, one giant entertainment center, everything set up. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta do it. Yeah. Side by side. See, for me, though, it. as a uh, cheap person, mm. it'll just be whoever wants to sponsor me and send it to me for Instagram, <laughs> whatever. Uh, that's it's why I should be verified. It's an investment, man. It is an investment it of zero dollars for me in two TVs, which is what I want. Are you listening? Samsung, DiGiorno, talk to some of the other brands you know. DiGiorno. <laughs> Jesus. Send us a TV. Yeah, dude. Don't figure it out. <laughs> no, they, they go to these. I'm sure. Think about it. You are DiGiorno, right? You're not telling me you're not going to some poker game where you're all smoking cigars and drinking whiskey and playing cards and like LG is there and Samsung is there. All the brands hang There's out. People. All the brands <laughs> hang out together. Okay, you know what I mean? Okay. They can just be like, eh, I heard about this one guy. You know what I mean? He wants to get two TVs for free because he's cheap. Like, you what know a what deal. Mean? What yeah. a deal. <laughs> Give me a pizza and, and you got the TV. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. See? So, uh, Advanced Wars. Yeah. Was never my favorite. You're a crazy I was person. always a Fire Emblem guy. That was okay. the thing. And it was like, I still similar- haven't tried Fire Emblem, and I know you tell me all the time, if so I like, good. With, with what I like, yeah, I should yeah. like it. It's so good. And, but they're so, they were similar enough that I was like, I didn't need that much of that, that genre back yeah. then. So I never really got too deep into those games. With this, do you feel like it, succeeds in being a successor to Advanced Wars? Well, I mean, they keep saying spiritual successor, and on that level, of course, I just don't feel you get, 
I mean, think about like, well, how Advanced Wars looked, right? It's different. You're not using tanks, right? Advanced mm-hmm. Wars was, you know, mo- modern, if not futuristic technology. You're running through and fighting and having fog of war and stuff. I, so far in the maps I'm on, I'm not seeing fog of war. I'm sh- it, at least not literal. Like, as I get closer, you'll see people come in, but I'm not seeing, like, I actually have to advance around and do that. This is way more like, you know, medieval timesy thing of, mm-hmm. like, uh, we're over there fighting, you know, you know, just other troops and Horses things like that. Shit. So I think, but I think it's just the idea of, where the fuck is Advance Wars? Why has that not been That's around? A good question. And why? And like, even though we get strategy games, turn-based strategy games here and there, we haven't seen somebody just not copy it, but like, hey, that worked really well. Let's use that kind of well, art style. I think a big reason for that is Fire Emblem and the success that the franchise has seen in the last yeah. couple of years. Like Fire Emblem Awakening, like lit a freaking fire underneath Fire Fire Emblem as a franchise. Sure. And like you know, with Smash Brothers, like kind of introducing the West to. The franchise in general, sure. The show, uh, and, and, and no, Xenoblade. Oh, sorry. Um, but uh, Marvel Roy, yeah, Piranha, nailed it, nailed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, Awakening sold well, and then like, since then, every single game sold super well. And the Final Heroes is like the biggest success I've seen so far on mobile. I can kind of understand them being like, all right, this is that game for us. Like we're not, we don't need to like compete with ourselves. Yeah. So it's cool seeing someone that's not Nintendo come in because it's not just on Switch. There's also on. Xbox? I can't Xbox, help you. Yeah, I played it at an Xbox event. Yeah. Last year? Yeah, for me, it's a weird thing of I remember hearing about this, I guess, at that Nindy's presentation you're talking about, Tim, forever ago, and then mm-hmm. it totally fell off the radar. Yeah. And then this last round of press they did about it, I was like, what? Spiritualist? Oh, I vaguely remember this. Okay. It's everywhere. Yeah. Switch, everywhere. PS4, Xbox One, and Windows. Oh, wow. Windows, great. Yeah, from Chucklefish. Yeah, Chucklefish. Very cool stuff, man. Um, speaking of games that like we miss, that we want to see back, right? Yeah. If you guys could bring something back, because yeah, we got the Resident Evil 2 remake. I'm not talking about remakes. I'm talking uh-huh. about a franchise that's been dormant for a long time. Uh-huh. Sure. What would you say? I'd say Breath of Fire. Okay. That's a, that's When's a the last time we got one of those? We got a mobile release. Oh, I don't even know how many mm. years ago. And that was the end of it. So Breath of Fire, the last good Breath of Fire, I think, was Breath of Fire 4, and that was on PlayStation. And then it, there was Breath of Fire 5 Dragon Quarter or something, which I didn't like. It's one, it was a Capcom game. Very divided upon if you like it or you don't like it. I wasn't a fan, so I kind of never played it. And then they rebooted it as a mobile French mo- mobile thing, and then I was just, that was it. I was done. But I really, really like the charm of those games, and I would love to see that come back. We all know single player isn't dead, right? That's, that was the rumor for a while. It defied expectations, much like PC gaming, where we tried to count that shit out, and then here we are. Fucking PCs everywhere. It sucks. PCs everywhere. PCs everywhere. <laughs> Taking over our lives. What I'd like to do is the game that I've been pitching as an E3 prediction forever, but bring back Splinter Cell, mm. but do it as in the Batman Beyond style. So remember, remember this pitch I gave where I was like, "Your Sam Fisher is retired, but gotcha. he's the he's yes. the guy in the chair, and we are following now this young twenty something right that's fresh mm-hmm. out of whatever spy academy, mm-hmm. and like he's got to do that and coach her that way." Right. I, I think Siphon Filter would be another one I'd want to see. Of course, I'm gonna toss Pat upon out there, but I was lucky enough to get a remaster, get one and then an and I know that there is a second one somewhere hiding at PlayStation. I don't know who hasn't pressed the button to publish it because it's got to be there. Uh, of course, Infamous hasn't been gone long, but I. Mm. Real infamous has been mm. gone. You know what I mean? Mm. Give me, mm. give me. Nice. Let's. Uh, where oh, is the you. collection? That's yeah. all I want. Where is okay. the collection uh-huh. remaster, whatever you want to call, of Infamous One and Infamous Two? I don't need Delson. No offense. I don't need more Delson. Mm. You know? Yeah. Mm. Just help me out here. Let's go back. But now Sucker Punch wants to go to Japan, so I got to stick it along I for this it. one. Good place cool. to go. No, agreed. Place agreed. Place yeah. Go. yeah. Very excited. Uh, huh? I. Hey. I've pretty much gotten everything I wanted. We got the Crash Bandicoot. We haven't got a new Crash Bandicoot yet, so we'll, sure. we'll see. Okay, you're getting, getting Crash Team Racing. Getting, Shut up. We're getting Crash Team Racing. So that's the thing is, like, I can't really ask for more. I don't even really want to ask for more. And yeah. we got Spyro. It's like, what the fuck is going on? What is your life? Um, 
Animusha came back. At least uh, real quiet, yeah. real quiet. It's, right? it's kind of weird. Yeah, I get it though because it's such a small game, and the fact that it was just one weird decisions being made. I don't know why exactly they did that. Are they testing the waters mm. to see if it's worth bringing back? Because they kind of did that with Devil May Cry a while back, where they just it's like, oh hey, we're gonna port DMC and DMC four to modern consoles, and it was like, why? <laughs> like, that seems super random. But now we got DMC, DMC 5. five, so yeah. a new Animusha that is modernized. I would fucking die for. But my answer is Elite Beat Agents. Oh, oh. what a great I, on the one! Switch, I want that so bad. Yeah, it would be so. That's a great one. Uh, no stylus though. Just tap the screen. Yeah, that could work. I don't know, but man, I want Elite Beat. Have you played Elite Beat Agents? Mm-mm. Really? You know wow. Nay. It is a rhythm game that's on the DS. Uh, in America, it's Leap Beat Agents. In Japan, it's called, like, I don't know how to say it. It's Q-U-E-N-D-A-N, Quendon or some shit. Okay. Um, but it's just, like, bonkers-ass, anime-ass, like, <laughs> ridiculousness, but with pop music. And the your secret agents that dance to save the world. And sounds about right. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was so, so good. Yeah. good. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why the walkie-talkie man. Now, does Pokemon man. Snap count? I'll give it to I'll you. I'll accept it. I, yeah. I will why. accept it. I don't know why, because it's a... Horrible game. What? What? Pokemon Snap is one of those things that I'm like, I just, I never liked it. Really? Ever. Why didn't you yeah. enjoy fun? All right. Yeah. It, the Nintendo 64, what was it called? The Fun, the machine. fun machine. You were right. Let it be fun. Let yeah, us have yeah, some yeah. fun. I'm, I'm happy that everybody loves it as much as they do, but I do question if it's one of those things where they're just blind about nostalgia. And it's just like, oh yeah, I had N64. I had that. I liked that. Mm. I don't believe that many people actually love the what game. What I think is actually going to happen is if this Pokemon Switch title actually comes out this year, I think there's going to be a photo mode in it. Yeah. That's my I prediction. That. Yeah. I, a Pokemon Snap game could be good. I remember... Yeah. At Blockbuster, there was those kiosks, and you can bring your. You can bring them in, and, and they would print it on stickers. Oh stickers. my god, I have all mine too. Fantastic. I have them in my god, player's guide. So much. God, I'm telling you right now, just fucking please put out the N64 Mini. I have not cared about a mini. Reggie has shattered our dreams, man. It's I not haven't happening. cared about any of these goddamn minis. Do it. That was such a great. Thq system. just fucking make a wrestling game like No Mercy. Oh my god. Oh, Come yes. on. That was the, that would be a good answer. Just have them fucking make a wrestling game. I have now. no idea why they haven't. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's, and I and I understand. Oh well, WWE uh, All Stars was kind of like that. It, uh, yes, it kind of was, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying, put but out. That's it. my problem. Like PS Battle Royale, right? It's like yep. kind of Smash, but it's not. Just do, just do it. I mean, in two uh, K, the two K wrestling games are not respected and not that well liked. Like right, like hey. people play them, but it's usually like man, yeah, it's whatever. It's too, good. it's too simulation-y. It's too whatever. Right, yeah. Am I wrong, Kev? I mean, look at how much love there is for Fire Pro, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy Fire Pro. But, like, if I'm over there, I'd be like, well, fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's mm-hmm. just make it and make it not make it look like what you think it looked like on N64. You know what I mean? Use mm-hmm. that kind of simple graphics. Give it a simple character creator. Sell it as a digital-only title for 20 bucks. Yep. Come on, 2 Don't, don't you want some money? I know, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, Nobody I'm, listens to us. But maybe, maybe if, like, developers aren't going to make, make it, maybe the people can make it. And where could they make it, Greg? Could they make Patreon. it in a com. game called Dreams? Thank you. Yeah, that was Tell good. me about dreams. Well, first off, I want to give a huge compliment to you and Kevin for the swerve. Uh-huh. Because I don't know if you caught that. Kevin zoomed in on your face by total accent digitally. No. So as you were like, but what if they went boom? And I was like, what the fuck is happening? What bit are they about to do that I don't remember? Jeez. Uh, Michael yeah. Huber pops through the table. Surprise, motherfucker. Y'all thought I was dead. <laughs> Lightning struck. <laughs> uh, dreams. Yeah, uh, man. Media Molecule. Uh, we're finally getting there, 
right? The beta they promised us like three years ago is happening as we speak right now. It'll be over by the time this goes live on youtube.com uh, slash kind of funny games. Uh, but the, they lifted the NDA. We got to play it yesterday. I got to play a bunch of it yesterday uh, during uh, our stream. And I'll tell you what, man. Dreams is so fucking impressive. Like, that was the thing is like people started to violate the NDA and then when they just lifted the NDA like uh, you saw like hey they recreated PT yeah. they recreated Dead Space They're doing they cool recreated stuff with yeah. It. yeah and so yesterday when we got to jump in there and just go through the level after level after level it's insane as you'd expect of like yeah PT is PT how accessible is it though Oh, to do to build that crap? Yeah. Oh God, no, no, no. Okay, no, no. Okay. I mean, it is and it isn't. Okay, it is in the way that I think it is more accessible from the demos I've had of it. I didn't create as I, I just played. Okay, it's more accessible to create than it was in any of the little big planets. Okay, little, no way. In Little Big Planet, the way I struggled all the time was like, all right, cool, I want to make this thing. In Jagged Edge, is this thing the? All right, I'm going to put this connector bolt to this thing, and then why isn't it working, and fucking reverse the polarity, and da 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 This one literally, when they show it off, is if you want this platform to move, you can do all the weird hidden, invisible belt pulls down, or you click on the thing, and, it's, and it hit the record button, and then you move it, and then, and then stop record, follow, um, and it'll do whatever you want it okay. to do. It's deep as all hell, yeah. but I think the tutorials they're putting in there before they let you off the leash to go do it, I think are giving you the basics to get in there. Wow, that's that. crazy, because Little Big Planet This is based on that. the demos I've yeah. done. You know what I mean? Again, I haven't sat down with the final version mm. of it. And Little Big Planet, I... Little Big Planet, when I created stuff, I had a ball, but I also had the moments at three in the morning where I almost cry. I'm like, cool, it's all done. You do it, and the, th the one thing I wanted to glue to the floor actually glued everything to the floor, and like, <laughs> fuck, and like, quit out, and like, revert, and do all this different stuff. Like, uh, it was all moving really quickly yesterday. It was all being seamless, jumping in and out of levels and stuff. I feel... The same thing I've been saying since I, Dreams has always been, what is this vaporware? What is this? Sure. Colin used to infamously say, is it even a game? Right. And when I finally got to go uh, see it behind closed doors at E3, uh, two years ago, right? Yeah, three years ago. Yeah. And I left, I, it was last year, yeah, for sure, because I left and I immediately went to Andy and I was like, what are you doing tomorrow at this time? He's like, I don't think, I'm like, you need to go see this. You need to go do it because the, volume of things you can create in there and the way you can create and I'm sure everybody's heard me talk about it you know the XP for if you just want to build shrubbery and put it in the game right and then that gets used and that gives you more XP but the idea that people who can create whatever they want to and, and but I only make props I only get I only put upload my own music that I've made for it that's why I wanted Andy in there as the artist and the super talented creative one to go in there and be like do you see this do you understand and he's like oh man it's fucking crazy blah 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 uh, I see that in what the beta's given us. Now, the thing is, of course, that what the beta's given us is what? It's been a month, maybe a little bit less, a little bit more, of people using it. So everything in there very much is just testing out, Proof just seeing this logic, things. you know what I mean? And it's like, uh, Kevin and I were playing a uh, one yesterday on the stream that was, hey, it's clearly a Metal Gear-inspired sneaking thing. And it, it was very clear, like, hey, the logic isn't there yet, but we're working on it. And so... Going through and playing it, like, okay, cool, we're getting caught in a way you, and this camera angle sucks and blah, blah, but it's like, holy shit, this is good, this right. is fun. Right. The PT thing was like, holy fuck, this is crazy that it's this good. And then it was like, wow, this is Mario. They've made it sound like, they have all the sound effects and everything you play, and like, all right, well, there's no effect for this brick breaking. You're like, well, mini Mario shouldn't be able to break this brick. And, blah, blah. and it's like, <laughs> we're getting hung up on these little things, but it is really close it's for a concept. month. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, 
when that, that gets that out. That was the one that was least impressive to me because I'm just like, all right, this is like, yeah, it's so simple. But sure. then when you're playing these things, they're like first person shooter looking things. Yeah, yeah. The and drift then you go game. into oh, it's a rhythm game now. It's essentially yeah. Oh rock yeah. Band unplugged. They had a rock band unplugged in there. It was really good. Yeah. I, I was super impressed. I'm pretty. I've been down on dreams for a long time, and a naysayer, at least in terms of its success. And I still don't think it's gonna be a major success. Yeah. But. I was super impressed with what people have already created. There's always going to be that hardcore contingent of people that make really special stuff, just like Little Big Planet. Yeah, but I feel Little Big Planet had that accessibility of a mascot in that platforming. Is, this is what it. You know, I, I I sang a song yesterday to the Mario theme that was just about like you never need to buy another game. Copyrights don't exist. The kind of thing, making fun of it, right? And again, that's where we get into this weird question about dreams. I've known Media Molecule a long time. A lot of great people over there. A lot of amazing, talented people. And they have a vision for what they're doing. It's always been artsy-fartsy. And Little Big Planet had Sackboy, which it was like, I get it. Especially for them to start and it's like, oh, you're creating your own platforming levels. I get that. And then to evolve and iterate from there. Okay, great. I still don't understand how you showcase dream to, dreams to the mainstream in a way that doesn't super alienate or mystify mm-hmm. in terms of you can build anything you fucking want and people go I have no idea how to even start to do that not a game for me nor does that do I think it works to uh, you can go play through this imp's dream story and then you can also create something I don't know what's the fucking imp about I don't know what that is yeah it's almost <laughs> like they have to separate their marketing tactic right you want to you want to appeal to the people who want to create mm-hmm. but then you also want to appeal to the people who just want to play some fun games that were made locally off of their software but how do you exactly do that yeah and I feel like so far it's just been a whole bunch of jumbled of the both and so you're left with like well what what do you do exactly with this yeah but I think it's really cool oh yeah so the quality of the little games you've played if you download those off of an eShop or something what would your impression be would you be like this is not good would you say like this a lot of them I would have been like this isn't good yeah but but because it's a proof of concept and you know what it is you're getting it kind of like a sure it was you know the there was one that I like they have obviously Media Molecule has been testing this behind the scenes for a while before they got to this beta where we were all talking about it and so you jump in there and I know they've been doing like the uh, uh, starry night challenge snowy night challenge like where they're you know make a, a scene or make it look like this and like mm-hmm. Seeing that, where I take control of a guy down a, a, Par- a Parisian walkway and like walk him around, and it's like snowing or whatever, raining, and I was like, "Wow, this is beautiful!" And then another one to jump in, and it was like, it seems so easy. It was just the text pops up from the creator. It's like, "Hey, yeah, you know, I was trying." It's you're looking at art, and I was like, "Oh, they uploaded this." I was like, "Oh no, they created this painting mm. in Dreams, <laughs> just doing it." And it's like, "Wow, that's fucking insane." I still am blown away by Dreams in the same way I left that E3 demo. Like, fuck, this thing is amazing. Yeah, I'm still terrified for what it means when it comes out. Yeah. If it is, because it's, it's, the problem is, looking into my crystal ball, I don't see Dreams being this breakout, runaway success. I mean, Little Big Planet was huge, right? Little Big Planet it was yeah. a, a, huge. I don't see it getting anywhere close to that. And I don't know what Sony does with that. If you have this dedicated player base in there using, creating, making awesome shit, great. But as the guy who was at IGN, who was like, here's all the cool levels in Little Big Planet, here's all the Mod Nation Racers characters that were neat this week, like those clicks drop off pretty quick. And so, how does it work that you're just talking to a core audience that really cares about this? Right. How does it work that it's not a breakout success? I do worry for Media Molecule, right? Because PlayStation has been more uh, tenacious in business lately, and it is that thing of, cool, uh, this took forever, and Tearaway was cool, but didn't sell on Vita. That's on us. Mm-hmm. Tearaway was cool, didn't sell that much on PlayStation 4. It's a little on everybody, right? Or, yeah. yeah what's that? It was PlayStation 4, right? Tearaway Unfolded? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 
And now we're here with a game that's taken forever and not been, I don't want to say, uh, it's been the butt of jokes on yes. podcasts and this, that, or other, or it's been completely forgotten about it and no one ever mentions it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's the other thing, too. Like, uh, we talk about first parties all the time, fucking days gone even. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> what's happening with Hideo Kojima's exclusive? Where is going The Last of Us Part Two? But how often does Dreams come up and it's not like you're like, oh, fuck, right, Dreams. I feel like Dreams got caught in a, in a weird place because when it was first shown off, I mean, it was, didn't we first see this at the PlayStation 4 reveal event? At the PlayStation 4 real, reveal event, yeah, you saw something from Media Molecule where they were using the wands to the make things dance. right? It was yeah. a little, yeah, it was yeah. the dancing or the concert. The jazz band. Yeah, the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we saw it then, and yeah. I feel like we were all like, all right, what, they're fucking weird, but like they'll figure it out. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty fucking and then weird. Years Whatever later, you say, Shabon. Years later, it kind of felt like, all right, this is it's a VR game, right? It must be a VR game. And I feel it kind of got trapped in that mindset of like, oh, it's their weird proof of concept VR thing. But then PSVR happened, and now it has hits, and now it's been a couple years of a bunch of titles, and now Dreams doesn't seem to be associated with VR anymore in, in right. such an intense Well, that's way. the thing. Kevin was like, oh, man, can I do VR on the thing? It's a VR game. And I'm like, well, not day one. You yeah. know, they were very clear of like, it's like going to do, I think that when at E3, when we asked about it right there, like it's going to be day 1.5, like it's going to be close, but it's not going to be right there. Yeah. And so I just you think that like, even in that way, it's like, okay, wow, it doesn't even have that hook anymore. Now it just seems kind of like, and I don't mean this in a bad way because I had a blast yesterday yeah. playing it. Like that, it was really fun. But it kind of just feels like a um, early access Steam demo situation sure, where you're just totally like fair. bouncing from thing to thing and mm-hmm. like having cool moments. And it is, it's perfect. Let's play fodder. You know, it's yeah. like it's right. totally fun to just like make fun of it and like be impressed the next second. Like right. I. I was very very impressed with it and and what people have already done so far. It's and, just this thing. I don't. It's I, I I I remember when I infamously pushed and got my way and it was a mistake to make Little Big Planet Vita uh, the Vita game of the year over Persona and I'm very sorry everybody <laughs> but my argument was right that like you have to understand this game is unlimited game like it's just gonna constantly it's an everlasting gobstopper right. there's so much to go back to there's some but but, but how much yeah how many times did everybody go back for it and like even that like let's like I. At launch, they're going to launch, and it's going to be a few weeks before there's really awesome levels on there, right? Before people are really pushing the envelope. Because, like, yeah, like, that was, oh, geez. Little Big Planet 3 introduced the Savinator, where the you dogs. could link, uh, yeah, uh, uh, fuck, I can see a little sock dog. I forget his name. But where you could link, maybe it was two, but I think it was three, where you could link, maybe it was Vita, where you could link levels together and, like, save progress and yeah. make an RPG and shit like that. And yeah. that's rad. But, like, how good? Are, how many mini molecule levels are there going to be? Is that going to be a thing I want to wrap my head around? Is there mm-hmm. going to be a hook for me to come back and play more of it and do it? Because yeah, it was that thing of, oh man, there's a lot of neat shit on there, but nobody was. I mean, the community was, but not the general audience yeah. for a little bit. I don't know thing. if there's been an interview with the, with Media Molecule why they sought out to create something like Dreams because it's just not something I feel like anyone really actively would ask for unless you were a big fan of like RPG meat. RPG maker mm-hmm. back in the day, which I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that they're pushing this, but you also have to appreciate it because I don't feel like there's been something out there like this before. Oh, yeah. So it's so uncharted territory. Who's to say what impact this might have five, ten years down the road, right? Maybe a kid will pick it up and start creating with it. And be oh. like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be a doctor anymore. I'm not going to save lives. I'm going to make video games. That is for sure going to happen. And not only that, I mean, really, like that's the thing with dreams. I really do feel that in six months, they're going to have a bunch of, holy shit, look at that. But are they going to be, holy shit, look at that, and I, I read the Kotaku story and watch the video and bounce? Or yeah. is it going to be, holy shit, I need to play that? Right. 
well, that's like my thing with, even with Little Big Planet is I, I I'm a huge platformer guy, and yeah. I remember being excited. I love mascot platformers. I'm like, oh my god, we're getting one in, during the PS3 generation. Like yeah. that's super cool. And I played. It, I'm like, I don't like anything about this. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I don't like the creative side. I just wanted to play and playing through the levels. I'm just like, it's way too floaty. It doesn't feel like there's a challenge really to it. And I. Uh, Remember just looking at Kotaku, looking at IGN, and like downloading the like greatest hits levels and stuff. Yeah. And that was fun until I realized that like it was about as fun as just watching them on YouTube. You know, and it's like I feel like every once in a while there'd be a write up of like, oh my God, Final Fantasy VII was yeah, remade, they remade Final in, Fantasy VII. in Little Big, Big Planet. <laughs> but it's like that novelty wears off so quickly where it's yeah. like I don't want to actually play that. I just want to be like, oh, cool, someone did it. Yeah, exactly. You know? And exactly. I feel like Dreams is going to be that on a, a bigger scale. I feel the the best way for Dreams to be a success is in a world that doesn't exist right now, but with what Xbox is doing with Game Pass, like Sea of Thieves is the success, I use very lightly, uh, that it is because of Game Pass, right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like you're, you're if, about to nail it. Yeah. If, if PlayStation had a Game Pass type system mm-hmm. um, where Dreams was free, it's well free to play if you have the system, whatever. Then I feel like it would really have a chance where they don't need to sell people on it. It's just an additive thing of if you get this, you get the games and you get this crazy platform. This has been know? something we've kicked around on the shows before. And it's just like, yeah, is there a way to section it off as a PlayStation Plus game where it is? I don't even know. You get it. You get just the ability to go play the levels, but you have a limited number of levels. You get a they give you a level pack of like, hey, you're getting 30 levels. We think are awesome. And a couple of media market ones jump in and play that way. Like it is going to be a game that people need to play and I think it, even beyond the mainstream I think when we're playing it and we're talking about how awesome it is it's still going to need me to be like Tim you have to play this. like giving you the control yeah. you have to play this level I mean, you have to do this I mean like I was yeah. in the other room and like Kevin was like Tim hey you got to get in here you got to play this rock band un- unplugged yeah. thing and I was like whoa this yeah. is this is, wait the lag was bad because of our TV but that wasn't the game's fault yeah, no, the no, game no. was legit yeah. like, it was cool yeah. is this a dreams creation behind us <laughs> no this is uh this looks like Valley. I was like does yeah. that looks like Stardew Valley because okay I was like it looks like Stardew Valley but also if someone made a farming simulation Dreams, I'm all. They will. Over that's the thing. So they're gonna that. make all this stuff. My maybe once that's what every few years again. story of seasons isn't enough. But yeah, it's interesting to see now. Have they talked about they can sell these games? I'm sure like the oh, license no, is a no, big issue. Because yeah, no, no, when no, no, we no. went to a, I got it was PSX 2017. I think we saw it behind closed doors. Andrea had asked about licensing the games, yeah. and they're like, "This is something we're exploring, but obviously, you know, that's gonna be a really complicated process. And if they could figure out a way to make that work, that opens up a whole new door." But well, that's where it gets really crazy and weird, right? right? Imagine a world where they figure that out, but what it is is you're using the Dreams storefront through the PSN to mm. download the individual levels, right? You have you download the Dreams package. You can't go in to play the stuff or find the things, but people could actually sell them on PSN. That'd be awesome, but that's never going to happen. So I don't know. That would, I, Dreams is something that I find really fascinating. I feel like a lot of times with our industry, you can look there and be like, this is going to do this. This is going to do that. That'll blah, blah, blah. And you get caught off guard all the time. But I mean, like, this is really a, a giant question mark barreling yeah. down what at us. What impact like, is this going to have? How many when, years down the line? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what does this mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's very cool to see. And with where Sony's at right now, like they are in a position where they can make bold choices if they want to. Yeah. Um, but I that's the thing. Here's the <laughs> thing. And this is going back to what we started with talking about this. Right. And what I've been saying on a show, the shows for a couple of weeks now, and if not longer. This very much isn't the PlayStation that started on this road. Yeah, you're right. When you want to talk about, I mean, yes, we saw the dream stuff, like the first test footage or whatever, at the launch uh, event, right? When they talked about this in February of, oh, I'm bad at this game all the time. 
We left in 2015. Okay. I had okay. cancer in 2012. So it was 2013. 2013. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. So that February 2013, that PlayStation that brought Mark Cerny out and brought out Adam Boys and brought out the shoe and we're like, all about games, we're all about games, 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 yay. That's That was the team that was like, fucking media milk, he was got it. Yeah. And here we are, what, uh, six years later now? Or entering our sixth year of it and just being like, we don't put those people on screen anymore. We don't yeah. worry about this. You know, I mean, we let our exclusive take their time. Single players and dead, blah, blah. It's just like, and I was joking around about this. Like, this isn't the artsy fartsy PlayStation of PS3 anymore mm-hmm. where it was like, last guy. That seems like some great thing we need as an exclusive. Like, no, I really like, that's like what the fucking, we'd have it on Switch right now. We should, by the way, if you're the last guy yeah. out there. Gotta, but gotta, I don't know, man. I just don't know what we're going to get here. If you're interested in dreams, I recommend following Emmett Watkins Jr. on mm-hmm. Twitter. E-J-S-P-O-N-G-E. 61. He was uh, one of our prom court. Uh, prom court. That's yeah. what yeah. it is. At kind of funny prom. Great he, guy. Big fan of dreams. He's been doing a lot of cool stuff and streaming a lot of stuff. About he wrote it, in, so. yeah, on uh, Games Daily a bunch of times this week about it, uh, asking questions about it, and then yeah, he was one of the uh, squad ups because he was looking for more p- people awesome. to send him cooler levels. Cool. Yeah, he definitely seems like, especially as we get closer, he's all in, and he's, he's definitely one of those guys. Dreams, yeah, yeah sure. that you should be following, and if he's you want to see guy. what's up, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a million years. Oh, this is why you should have said you were dressed up. But it's finally here. Kingdom Hearts 3. I have it. I've been playing it. I'm about 10 hours in. I'm a little salty that I haven't beat it yet because I didn't get a code a long time ago. Yeah. But man. You got overlooked, man. They know that you can't hold secrets. It's all And I blame myself because that game's cast where I did the sushi thing and it violated an embargo. And I'm sorry about that. That's probably why it happened. That's probably why. That is probably why. It is unreal to be playing Kingdom Hearts 3, um, period. Okay. But so, are you like Alexa Ray level crazy? No, okay. definitely not. Not at all. Okay. Like, I mean, she's, all right, so it's Alexa. She's in the League of Her Own. And it's Dor- Dornbush? Dornbush I'd put as like equals. Okay. How many copies did he buy? I don't know. Alexa bought four hard copies and the PS4 Pro, all right? Yeah. I think she's, she's on her own. Yeah. I think she's, she's on her own level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she definitely is. Like, she she cries a lot. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she cries a lot. I don't know how much... <laughs> I don't know how much Stonebush has cried from it. I wouldn't put it past it. It's a very emotional game. But like, I remember she was like, did you cry when you saw the trailer? And I was like, hard no. Uh, <laughs> I no. questioned why there wasn't sound effects. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, to, yeah. to each their own. I respect <laughs> her a lot. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I am a, a big Kingdom Hearts fan in the casual sense. I okay, sure, sure, it's sure. Just like, I love it so much. Um, but it's it's crazy to me to be this many years removed from uh-huh. Kingdom Hearts 2. There's been so many other Kingdom Hearts. People have ta- hold, heard me talk about this franchise for so long, and they know my opinions on a lot of things. I have been waiting for this one for a very long time. I've played almost all of them, um, okay. enjoyed them to various degrees, but my favorite in the franchise so far has been two. So getting to three, it's been so long. I could not wait. When it was announced, I think at 2013's E3, um, officially, that yeah. it was real and that it was coming. Uh, when we first saw it, I was like, this is beautiful. I can't wait. Uh, the first games cast we ever did, episode one, was games we're most hyped for in 2015. God damn oh, it. My game was wow. Kingdom Hearts 3. Deep cut. Four years later, um, <laughs> I started playing this game, and man, it has been such a journey. I'm about 10 hours in now. Okay. Uh, I'm on the fourth world, I would say. Give me your reaction. You're not a Kingdom Hearts player, right? No. Okay. Give me. Yeah, we have taste. Give me your reaction <laughs> when it popped up and said Kingdom Hearts 2.9. Oh my god. When that If you're not aware, the, everybody freaked out on the internet that you start this game and you play a little bit, right? And it goes Kingdom yeah, Hearts yeah, 2.9. You you play a, a 
couple hours, I would yeah, say. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like a title screen that's kind of like an end screen. It says Kingdom Hearts Roman numeral 2.9. And I was just like, huh. y'all motherfuckers are bonkers, man. <laughs> like, y'all really had the audacity to just fuck. We've waited so long for Kingdom Hearts 3, and you're still, they're like, nah, not yet. Not yet. That's not yet. crazy. It is crazy that they did that. <laughs> um, but amazing. I kind of love it. Like it's it, like that's the thing where I'm just like this is it. so, it's you're totally totally if you're in you're in you know what I mean and it's that type of dumb it reminds me of Fast and Furious sure I love how ridiculous it is I love they're at the point now where it's like they they'll just jump out of a car and grab the other car and it's like yeah duh like that's the logic of this world mm-hmm. of course this game starts with Kingdom Hearts 2.9 <laughs> that's hilarious right like of course it does uh, but I started playing and man when the title screen came up like you just see Disney Square Enix I was just like. I should not feel this emotional just off of this shit. Right? Yeah, you should. And, but then I was like, I'm a grown ass man, and I was like, I, 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 I was almost like, I don't want to like this game. We played the. I'm an intellectual. It's more just like uh, there's a lot of resentment. goofy lied to me. Goofy fucking lied to me, man. But no, I just feel like there's I I I at least had some resentment towards the franchise for taking so long and like oh. going through Final Fantasy 15, which I, you, you know. Was, kind of upset with overall um, with how it turned out sure. where for how long I waited for that game it didn't give me what I wanted from it which was a, a great story yeah it was Loved missing the half play. the story <laughs> and that was a big issue to me and it also wasn't the game we were first shown with versus 13 and whatever right. and that was around the time of Kingdom Hearts 3 being shown so I kind of went into this and then playing it at E3 I was just like fuck man this feels like a PS2 game like I, I don't it's just Kingdom Hearts there's just more Kingdom Hearts this is not a modern Kingdom Hearts and let me tell you it's not a modern Kingdom Hearts Period. At all. In any way, shape, or form. Right. So it does totally feel like PS2 Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Okay. But. I played for about three hours to see the Kingdom Hearts 2.9 thing, and then I keep going, like, this is weird. As much, I'm, the dialogue is so bad. Oh. The things they're saying is just so like stupid. Like Disney corny or just stupid? Oh, oh no, no, no. Kingdom Square. Hearts. Kingdom Hearts corny is on a, a level that, like, you can't even comprehend. Uh. Like, the, thing, the sentences that they are putting together mm. are just, like... What does anyone know what they're actually trying to say right now? Like this is just it's just it's just like the hearts the 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 darkness but the the he separated his heart from his body but the heart can live in data. And what? you're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like what the fuck? But then Hades comes. And it's the voice of Hades from Hercules. James Woods? Yeah, and he's acting like Hades. And it's a new plot that we haven't seen before in the Hercules world, and you're interacting with Hercules, and Meg's there, and all this shit's happening, and I'm just like, holy shit, like, I love this. And I was like, cool, but this Kingdom Hearts is great. And I'm I'm not going to spoil shit, but, like, there was a moment then where you go somewhere in the Hercules area that I didn't expect to go, and I was like, oh, my God. And that is the moment that I realized why I love this franchise, why I've cared about this game for so long, you don't, you think you get it. You think you expect every single thing you're going to get. Then there's these unexpected moments of just hype constantly of just like you put, sit through the corniest, weirdest shit. Gia is judged. She's never judged me for playing video games more <laughs> than watching me play Kingdom Hearts. Usually she's like, okay, I get why you're into this. She's looking at this. She's like, why am I with you? Like, this is <laughs> fucking weird. But I'm sitting there and I'm progressively just freaking out more and more and more the more that I see. Mm-hmm. I feel now 10 hours in, there's just a magic, and I'm just fucking in. I love this game. I love this game so much. I can't. I hated that we had to do a 12-hour stream yesterday because I didn't get to play more of it. Like, I can't wait to see where it goes, what's happening. Every time Organization 13 shows up, I'm like, 
I don't fucking know what's going on right now. But you know what? I don't give a shit. You don't care. Because Rapunzel's over there. And <laughs> I need to help her. And we got to figure this shit out. I'm loving so much of it. The gameplay is awesome. But even then, anytime I say something good about it, like there's so much shit. This is a PS2 game, but it looks pretty as fuck. It is beautiful. Everything about it, the worlds are, I can't believe that I can play a Pixar movie. And we've said that so many times. It's real now. The weirdest thing to me is, and I've never said this about a cartoon, it's Uncanny Valley for cartoons. Like, it is so good looking that it being off just a little bit confuses me where, where I'm like, ooh, this, like, why does Mickey have such a defined snout? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, having a shadow there, like, it's like, whoa, shit, like, you look really good, but you're like, it's... Because it looks so good, the the little Mm. things that are off make it seem really weird. Or like the animations of like Woody's eyes, like just how they move and like it it just it's off putting, you know? But then when it's a little farther away and you're just like you're running around the world, it's like you're in Toy Story World. You totally buy it. You totally understand like what the goal of what you're doing is. The characters are so great, the voices are so great, the dialogue is horrible, um, but but the battle system is just awesome. It starts out super easy. I was gonna say, I saw somebody tweeting, or maybe even a review, or not a review, obviously, because it wasn't all the way through, but somebody talking about the fact that they were having fun, but it seemed like battle was too easy. Oh my god, it's it. so simple. You run around, you hit X, 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 motherfucker's gonna die. Dynasty Everyone's Warriors. Hit triangle. It's like X, 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 uh, QTE pops up, hit triangle, boom, done, and you just keep repeating okay. that. There are so many layered systems of battle in this game where it's just like there's there's summons, there's there's different keyblades you can switch on the fly. Um, there's keyblade forms that you can like go into that like each keyblade has a different magic power that you can unlock and use. Then there's attractions that you're summoning Disneyland rides to like do more damages and shit, which is different than the summon the summoning. <laughs> I know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about that too, Kevin. Like summoning a Disneyland ride. It's, it's fucking crazy. It, it's huh. insane, and the screen just turns into chaos so quickly. But that's cool as hell. Like that's the point of it. Is like it's just a spectacle to see everything going on, and it's overwhelming. Where it's like, why is there so much shit? Like why did they just simplify this? But then when you get into the zone of actually like understanding like how to switch off. It really it, it starts feeling like a rhythm game, which I love. And it's just action where you are just hitting the buttons and like changing up like, okay, now I summon the Disneyland ride before switching over my keyblade, before using the defense thing, and like you're surrounded by enemies, and then it's just explosions and fireworks everywhere. And with amazing music throughout the entire thing. Like always. The this is one of the one of the best soundtracks of all time is the King of Hearts franchise. And like this is no exception. Um, but it's just, it's magic. It's the Disney magic. There's a magic that I've never seen in anything in my life. There you go. There you go. Uh, without, b- besides Nintendo or Disney. And this is it at its purest form with a bunch of weird Japanese shit that doesn't make any sense. But that's kind that's of the, the charm fun. of it. They right? went full in. They don't give a shit about anyone's opinions, about except for the people that like this. And that was going to be my next question. So, obviously, you're very, very excited. The mm-hmm. hype is like... Yes. So, as someone who has never played a Kingdom Hearts game, though, now that you've played it, is it best that I stay away? Or should I even hop in? Or I'm going to be like, stay what away! the hell is happening? Because I was talking to Alana Pierce about this, and she was saying that she's not really enjoying it because it just feels so... doesn't feel good. And I think what the translation is, is it feels like an old game. And now, as people who don't have the nostalgia, you know, we're used to games that really are releasing in 2018, 2019, and yeah. they have a certain polish to them that I imagine a game that's been in development for 2,000 years doesn't have. <laughs> mm-hmm. It definitely feels like an old game. Right. And it and that's like the weirdest thing is it doesn't, it doesn't just feel like an old game. It feels like Kingdom Hearts, you know? It's like, and that's the thing is with the nostalgia, there's definitely is a, 
man, I, I really wish that I could change my controls so jump wasn't circle. Who does mm. that? Mm. Who does that? That's you know a cancel I mean? button. It's like there's things like that that I'm like, this is unacceptable. Like sure. I hate it. I, like That to me is just not only not modern, it's like really kind of insulting. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, man, it just brings me back in a way right. that like I haven't felt in the game in a long time where it's just like it's bringing me back to those moments of being a little kid where I feel like I only love this game because I was a little kid playing it uh, the first time. Sure, yeah. But unlike a lot of times we see uh, like Shadow of the Colossus, right? Had a lot of issues uh, on PS2. Amazing game, but control-wise, didn't hold up that well. They remade it on PS4, they made the controls better, and it was just like, oh, this is now the definitive version. Whereas Kingdom Hearts, it's like, it, no, 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 it just plays like the old ones do, and that took me, it's still taking me, a bit to wrap my head around, mm. and I can see people not having that nostalgia, being like, I don't want to put up with this. It's just not sure. worth it. And I think it takes a little too long to get to the point where the combat has so much shit going on that you feel like it's worth going into the flow for. Because for a long time, it is just XXXXXXX triangle. Mm. XXXXXXX triangle. It's floaty as all hell. Sora's just flying all around. You never feel like you're fully in control of exactly where he's going. The dodge system is really bad. It's like, it's not a platinum action game. And I wish it was, you know, um, it's weird, but I do think that from a story perspective and all that stuff, people make way too big a deal of like how convoluted it is and like whether or not you understand it or whatever. Make no mistake. It's convoluted as fuck. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You can play this game for the first time without having played any of them. Trust me, there is way too many flashback scenes or Mickey explaining the story in the Wikipedia version well, the, the, you like know. The, the shortest version possible to let you know what exactly you're doing and why. And it makes as much sense as it did in the other fucking games. It okay. took 60 hours to beat. But he's saying it in two sentences and it doesn't make sense. Here's this bad guy and he separated his. Alright, that's heart. the worst Mickey I've ever heard. He's, I'm not doing it in the Mickey voice. Oh, 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 here's this bad guy. His heart got go. separated from his body. From his body. And now he's trying to separate now himself separate into himself seven, himself seven versions of himself. Seven versions it's like, himself. what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> But then, Woody shows up. <laughs> Sounds like some of that dumb Harry Woody. Potter shit with holocruxes and hey, shit. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm okay. Hey! Oh, yeah. Just saying, it sounds a lot like your you nerd shit. Mouth. You know what I mean? Oh, you shut your mouth. Oh, that's but funny. But the, the further I get into it, it's like, I, I do feel like it is the best version of Kingdom Hearts that we've ever had. Okay, that's It great. is the best yeah. battle system. Um, I'm liking the assists and the summons and everything better than I've liked previous ones. Um, the worlds feel a bit more realized than they have in previous games, and I think that is just because of the limitations of back on the PlayStation 2 <laughs> that it was on. Um, I hope there's some surprises in terms of worlds that I don't know about, because that's something I love so much about 2 is... And maybe this was just a symptom of the times of not having the internet and only knowing what EGM told me. But you, there's a moment where you go to Lion King World and you're like, whoa, holy shit, I didn't know that was in this game. Or Steamboat Willie and everything's black and white. Or Pirates of the Caribbean, you're like, whoa, now they look realistic. That was all surprise moments to me that I didn't see coming. Mm -hmm. Whereas with this, I feel like I'm like, all right, well, I know I'm going to Frozen. I know I'm going to Big Hero 6 because they've shown it in all the trailers. I'm hoping there's some surprise. Um, but the further I get into it, like... Things keep happening, characters keep showing up. And what I love the most is the weird Disney crossover stuff that has been building up the last couple games. But to, most of the Disney stuff is kept to its own world. So it's like, if you're in Frozen Land, 
Arendelle or whatever it is, you play through the story of the Frozen movie, modified to kind of fit the good and bad guys of Kingdom Hearts being in it. But outside of that, there's the overarching storyline pushing everything forward that has bad guys from Disney all kind of teaming up. And it's like the Avengers of Disney bad guys. So it's like nice, like cool. Pete um, from like the Goofy stuff. The big oh, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete. Him, he's the henchman to, oh, I remember Pete. to Maleficent. And it's just like Maleficent, oh, who's Pete. dope as fuck. And, and she'll just show up and start shit. And it's just like she's such a badass. And I'm like, in those ways, I'm like, I love what this game is. Because it's just like, there's all these weird anime uh, organization 13 guys with the hoods. And you're like, whatever. But then Maleficent shows up and essentially is like, fuck them. I'm way, way cooler than you. Yeah, it's Pete. Oh, okay. Pete. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just fucking love that shit so much because it's just it's bonkers to see. And it reminds me of like Smash Brothers or just whatever. Just like, can you imagine Pikachu beating up Donkey Kong, whatever? It's one of those things, but it's a beautiful RPG, action RPG. I can't wait to play more. I'm hoping the end, there's some crazy ass revelation. And that, my favorite thing about Kingdom Hearts games has always been the end because it builds up and it's epic. You don't really know what's going on, right. but you know it's really cool and there's cool music playing. You don't really so. know what's going on, but there's cool music. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's hype. That's the most honest review I could give of Kingdom Hearts 3 so far, and I think it's going to continue that, but I am absolutely loving it. I'm having a blast. It is magic, um, but it also is... It. This game should have came out in 2007, right? and it feels that way. It doesn't look that way. It doesn't sound that way. It's not as small as that would have been, but hey, yeah. if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's definitely not. If you're at all interested, I say give it a shot. And I say give it a shot. It, the tutorial stuff is not that long. It is only about two to three hours, uh, whereas in some of the previous ones, you need to play a good seven hours for it to get good. I think it takes about three hours for this to hit you where you'll realize, like, I either love this or I hate this. Okay. I don't think there's an in-between. <laughs> I think that's exactly what it's going to be. And it sounds like for you, it's not so much the story, the nitty-gritty of the story. Yeah, and that's the part not. I'm worried I'm going to miss out on. It sounds mm-hmm. like it's more about the music and the new locations. And Yeah, do you like Disney? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. like, you're not okay. gonna, it's not going to save for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate it, but I'm not like, oh my God, Disney. So Yeah, I mean, it's just cool stuff like Zachary Levi being the voice of uh, Flynn Rider from Tangled. And like, you just see him and like, he has just different lines of the way the character, the way yeah. the characters act feels so authentic. And to see them interact with weird anime characters, that's just cool. That's a, It's a premise to me that I'm like, that's all that I need. I do wish the dialogue was better than... Saying darkness and hearts darkness. and data. nobodies and data every five seconds. But but there you go. All right. We're going to get into the Resident Evil 2 spoiler cast. But before uh-huh. we do that, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast is brought to you by Upstart. Applying for a loan is a lot like applying for a job that you don't get to interview for. Instead, loan companies make their decisions based off your credit score and history without getting to know the whole you now thanks to upstart.com it never has to be that way again upstart is revolutionizing the way you borrow money by rewarding you for your job experience and education in the form of a smarter interest rate and that's awesome right kevin yeah think about it when we were starting kind of funny we had a whole lot going on in our lives this sounds like a great product that would have helped us so much getting started unlike traditional credit underwriting which could be biased against people with short credit history upstart goes beyond the traditional stuff when assessing your credit worthiness upstart believes you're more than just your credit score they make it fast simple and easy to check your rate in less than two minutes without affecting your credit score and that's huge 
I have a lot of friends that have had a lot of issues with that in the past, so this sounds great. The best part, once your loan is approved, the funds will be transferred to you the very next business day, the next day, within 24 hours. Wow. Wow, you cannot ask for more. Over 100,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards, student loans, fund their wedding, or to make a large purchase. Feel free to free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. Hurry to upstart.com slash kinda funny to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes two minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash kinda funny. U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash kinda funny. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the kind of fun. Actually, Kev, are we doing the, the thing where we uh do it later? Cool. We're not gonna do that now. Oh god. Greg. Oh shit! But I'm filling the waters. I was drinking dog water, and then Britt needs water, and then I almost bit it right through the wall, and I spilled water all over the wall. Well, we're just gonna hang out then. What's well, supposed to hang out? Uh, talk about your favorite button on a controller. My favorite button on a controller. Right. Triangle, what's up? Honestly, I'm gonna go. The PS, any any DualShock, yeah, uh, one through four, the mm-hmm. analogs. I just love R three and L three. I love clicking really? those things. You look in. good. It is satisfying. I thought you were about to say you look like a R three guy. R three guy. Or I've or the analog hated, triggers on the GameCube controller. I've always hated the uh, R three, just because like I feel like you can always pull it up a little, mm-hmm. and I hate that feeling. Um, <sighs> I don't. I think. I think my favorite controllers overall are just PlayStation controllers because yeah. they just make All right. sense. Hey, my girl, Except I love it. Except for the six axes, way too light. It felt scary. You know, I don't. It's totally a Brit thing, and I admit that. But like the L1, L2, R1, R2 makes total sense to me. Me too. But on an Xbox controller, the LB and then oh, yeah, what is it, yeah. LT? Uh, yeah, it's way too complicated. I refer to everything in Thank PlayStation you, Greg. No problem. Me too. Yeah. nomenclature. Cool, Greg. Yeah. What's your favorite button on a video game controller? Oh, the X for show. The X for show. Yeah. PlayStation yeah. Two. <laughs> yeah. Specifically the PlayStation 2 X. Mm-hmm. I mean, they nailed it with the PlayStation. But also the uh, GameCube the little R. No, there was bouncy. See that, that? That's my. That was my answer. I respect you, Cool Greg. Respect you. A lot. You know what I didn't like was the N64 joystick. Just in general, no oh, sure. It was like powdered buttons. everywhere. It would get powdery. It was so powdery. Yeah. God. Mario Party. Yeah, I was gonna say Mario Party. Yeah, like, around that circle. Yeah, you right. use your palm. So, ladies and gentlemen. From here on out on this episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast, we're talking about Resident Evil 2. Full spoilers. Full entire spoilers. If you have not played the game yet to its end, walk away now. Unless you don't care. You just want to hear some hype. Stay stay for the ride. Stay for the ride. Starting. Wait, real quick. Do you want me to put the little spoiler bros thing on? No, because nah. it'll have to be there the entire show. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Why don't you just then, uh, I would want you to take down the Kind of Funny Games cast image then and put spoilers there. But you don't know how to do that. You don't have that kind of technology. So, see you. Right. Starting now. Great. You are one of the two biggest Resident Evil 2 fans I've ever known. Uh, Probably in existence. Huh. What did this remake do for you? Oh, man. So, obviously, I cried when I saw the trailer at uh, PlayStation's E3. The well, there's that amazing you. gif of you like of this, me. right? Can you try and, to find this, Kev? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pinned on my uh, Twitter profile. Right. Um, I love it. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's hard when you remake something like this, especially 1998, a, a survival horror game with fixed camera angles, tanky ass controls, Boo. 
Boo. Yeah, and it put off a lot of people, and it's hard to remake something like this in a modern setting that I feel like is going to be appealing to fans like us who have the nostalgia, but fans like maybe Greg or people who just have never played before but are interested. Oh, yes. And uh, <laughs> that was such a good... I didn't know Andrea was recording. Uh, thank God she was. Oh, thank God this exists on the internet. <laughs> that was right when it said Resident Evil 2 on the uh, reveal screen. So... I wasn't quite sure what to expect. I mean, I did go to a couple of preview events, and after those, I had a feeling. I was like, this is going to, I think, reinvent and reinvigorate the survival horror genre, because I think we've had the evil within. We've had Dead Space, but mm -hmm. I feel like if you look at the influence of those games, they came from Resident Evil. And so for this to come back and for it to be executed so perfectly, it was just everything I wanted. Now, granted, I'm a diehard fan. What I really would have liked too would have been maybe like a 45 minute intro to the game where you got to see what Claire was doing before she decided to leave to go find Chris or what Leon was doing before he you know decided to take off to Raccoon City. Give us some more insight and backstory, but this is a remake. This isn't a reimagination, and that's something I had to keep reminding myself as mm -hmm. I was playing this. I wanted to see more dialogue with Marvin and Kendo and Ada, but... What we did That's get. coming in the DLC. Oh, man. I am so excited. I can't believe it. I'm pretty impressed with I that. I am so excited. We get to play as Kendo. And we get to play as the mayor's daughter, which I think finally has an official name, Catherine, which is wonderful because she's had many names throughout the lore, and the unnamed USS soldier, Umbrella Security Service. But no, I obviously love it, and I, I love everything about it. Yeah. Just Kevin, like, I just sent you a video to control. Can you bring it up? I don't know if, if we've talked about this. I know I've talked about it in, at lunch with a lot of people, and I don't remember what show it was. But do you remember how they announced they were making this game? Oh, God. We do it. It was years ago, right? 2015. It was years ago. 2015. Um, years ago. They released this video out of nowhere. This wasn't E3. This wasn't even like TGS. It was just like a random tweet. They tweet out this video. Kev, please bring it up. I can only bring it up with just the video. That's Great. right. Okay. Yeah. Um, don't need audio. Scroll forward a bit. Watch Mojo. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember that from the thing at all. So here we, here we go. Um, he's standing there, and the, he's next to the screen that says Resident Evil 2 Remake. And then eventually he just takes off his jacket, uh, revealing a shirt that just says, we do it. We do it. Oh, yeah, they do it. <laughs> and, and all of us are like, you're not going to do it. <laughs> like, I, I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all. This seems like a... Something that nobody approved. <laughs> and you're just like, hey, I guess yeah, we do it. Like everything about this looks so lo-fi and so just like, uh, -uh I didn't believe you. And, and I remember having Huber on um, Gamescast last year. Um, I mean, it was before E3, and we had a big talk of like, is it real? Is are they ever actually gonna announce it? Like uh, in a real way, reveal it? Right. Um, and we were going back and forth. We did not expect to see it at E3. Oh, mm -hmm. see, I had a feeling. Oh, yeah. Well, we always had a feeling. I, but it was I like, wore my Claire and Leon tank top to that press conference. Yeah? I was like, it's happening. It's, oh, my God. Oh, and it fucking happened. That is, that is, <laughs> oh, and it happened. All right. Because I remember, I mean, we did reactions to it. And when we first saw it, I immediately, I'm like, this looks like the RE7 engine. But I was like, why is it from a RAS point of view? This is fucking weird. But when the, you saw the PS1, I was like, this is, is this, it's it. Right. They're fucking doing it. And I was so impressed with that. And then playing it later that week. At E3, yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is far along. This is awesome. And I was just so impressed that they actually like were delivering a modern take on it. And it wasn't like Remake 1. You no. Know, remake 1 was amazing was. for the time. Uh, and still is amazing. But they kept the fixed camera angles. They didn't go over the shoulder. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I, I've never been too tied to the original Resident Evil games. I love them. But it's like, I'd rather better games. You know what I mean? I feel like this is a better game. Do you think this is the definitive 
RE2. Oh yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I think this is better than the original in every way. I think this is the best Resident Evil game that's been put out. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Hands yeah, but down. I didn't believe you, but Brit, if Brit's yeah. saying it, I fucking yeah. believe yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I, years, everybody riding this Resident Evil 4 well, train and yak, 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 you know? Capcom's just kind of, they lost their footing for a bit. I mean, I know Resident Evil 4 is acclaimed as one of the best Resident Evil games. It wasn't my personal favorite, but I know a lot of people appreciate mm-hmm. it. For we the moved away from the zombies, right? Yep. Wait, no, I like zombies. No, I'm saying they, that's why we didn't like oh, it. That's why Resident Evil 4 okay. I played. I'm like, oh, just a bunch of angry town people that are weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want zombies. Last Vegas, yeah. yeah, and Resident Evil 4, because they did move away from the tank controls and whatnot over shoulder now. And then Resident Evil 5 was just a little different. Resident Evil 6, Capcom didn't really know what they were doing. Leon's campaign, I thought, was good because it was kind of traditional. And then Resident Evil 7 obviously took the series in this whole new direction with this first-person view, these new characters. There are some tie-ins to characters that we know toward the end of that game. But with Resident Evil 2, I feel like they took the perfect mix of Resident Evil 4 and and the formula of Resident Evil, which makes Mm -hmm. it so magical, and they combined it just and executed it perfectly. As someone that is way more intimately familiar with the original game than I am, because I... I beat it once when I was really young. Like I, I had a fleeting memory of a lot of things. What do you like that they omitted from the the first one? And what do you wish that they had in this that they, they didn't? So what I wish they had done in this one a little bit more were the journal entries, the documents that you would find scattered around the original OG RE2. You do find those in this in the remake as well, but what the original one has is more insight into some of what the characters are doing. For example, this is a spoiler cast, so I can talk about it. In, uh, when you find Chris's note in the star's office, he says, you know, I'm in Europe. I met up with a hot chick. Guess what we got up to under Don't her? Don't come find me, Barry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, guess what we got up to under her big dumb umbrella or big umbrella, whatever he said, um, you know, one month is not nearly enough. I'm going to have to extend it. And if you read that, you're like, huh, okay, this Chris guy sounds like an asshole, like a tool kind of. But if you know what you're looking for, he is actually in Europe trying to take down Umbrella's headquarters in Europe. Mm. So it's a coded message sent to the STARS members. And uh, that's something that's actually revealed in the Resident Evil 2 original game. Oh, See, for me, again, someone who has no real connection outside of RE4, like 10 seconds of the original RE2, uh, RE7, when I played it and found the note as Leon, right, he makes no reference to it, and this is in the remake, and then last night with Claire, when she found, or maybe it wasn't last night, but when I played through this recently with Claire, she's like, this doesn't sound like my brother, but even then I was like, oh, and then again, I'm trying to piece it all together off of my memory, I'm like, well, he was in the first game at the mansion, right? So is this, did they, is, did Umbrella send this letter to hide the fact that he's at the, like, I was like, I don't know. Right. And I think that's something that people have had an issue with too is, I mean, Tim, you probably know this, Resident Evil just never does a really great job at explaining what's the hell's going on in their story. I mean, I've no. spent hours upon hours on the Resident Evil wiki, like looking into this lore. I've read all of the novels. Mm-hmm. I have the compendium books. God, what, SP... Perry? S.D. Perry, I think, or S.P. Yeah, she's legit. I love those things. Oh, yeah. Fucking, there was novels that were like, kind of considered the official canon of Mm -hmm. Resident Evil because it like filled in a lot of gaps. They were awesome because they were so... Faithful to the I think games. that's actually where Mr. X came from. It was. Yeah. But he, wasn't, that guy. But he wasn't even He's called Mr. X. Like yeah. He was just the tyrant. The tyrant. Whatever. But uh, I love it because in the novels, like Resident Evil 1, they'll go into detail about the puzzles. Oh, yeah? Like, like why they're that way? Yeah, oh, that's funny. But it'll be like, yeah, and then I got the, the blue thing and I brought it over here. It's yeah. like, this is so funny. It's so good. No, I'm just so happy with it. And it makes me so happy that I feel like people who haven't played Resident Evil before, like Andrea, sat down and finished Claire's campaign in one sit-through because she yeah. was so enthralled by it. Yeah. I'm like, yes! 
I'm just so happy. It's. I feel like it's such an accomplishment for that reason. But I also like what you were saying about the not having all the lore and stuff. I feel like that is kind of to the benefit of the game because mm. it, I feel like they really t- stripped a lot of the stuff that made it convoluted and tried to tie it too much. Whereas like the really only tie to Resident Evil One in this is the fact that Chris is Claire's brother. Yeah. Right. And when we get that letter, like what your read of it, totally fair. Yeah. Right. It's like that could have been it, and that would have been fun. I like that they focused on. Leon and Claire entirely. Well, I, I mean, like, like this, this is what I always yeah. wanted out of the Resident Evil games. And again, so like the first one I ever played was PS2 Code Veronica. I mean, played all oh, the way that's through. My favorite. Where I was like, I'm all the way in. But that, and then you know, playing four, I always felt like they just got so unwieldy. They always start in a very cool place. You know how much I love zombies. I love zombies as much as you do. <laughs> and so. I always wanted to love RE2, and then it just couldn't work because of the tank controls on PS1. I just didn't feel in the fixed camera angles. It didn't work for that game for me. And I always, when I went looking for these other Resident Evil games, it was getting too crazy. And so for this one to jump in, like we've talked about, you jump into this game, and it is a reined-in, grounded zombie story. Like, there's only a couple major bosses or monsters, and you learn them, and you understand them, and I know why, I know who they are. Like, I know why this person exists, what they were before. That's awesome. That's what I need out of that, and the cast of characters is small enough for me to yeah. totally understand motivations, connections, playing through Claire's, at, you know, my, for second so run. So now you beat everything. Yep, I beat everything. Oh, I didn't play. I didn't do Fourth Survivor. Oh, I started okay. that last night, and I was like, "Cool, I'm exhausted. I'm going to bed." But like, yeah, I get. I'm just running cool, around shooting shit. Thing, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I got that vibe from it. It was just like the fucking the, mu- the music and the element tempo. And I'm like, I'm fucking going. The only thing you need to know from it is that uh, Hunk gets the G virus. The G virus that is dropped from the Leon's campaign. Oh, is that? I, right? Yeah. All I know is Umbrella. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, it's just pushing up the glass. <laughs> so Umbrella has sent their... Um, Elite Special their, Forces unit. There you go, the USS, to extract the G-Virus because William Birkin has... He created the T-Virus and the G-Virus. And how the T-Virus eventually got leaked was during that cassette tape that you can watch yep. where he steps on some of the vials and then the rats. That's why the rat was in yeah. the reveal trailer, right? Um, the rats take it into the water supply and then they infect everyone and then eventually spreads to um, Raccoon City. So anyway, so Umbrella has sent their secret service there to extract the sample because what William Birkin's trying to do is he's trying to sell the sample to the U.S. military or government mm-hmm. in order for asylum because he wants to protect him and his family because he's trying to get this executive position with an umbrella and they're kind of denying him. And they're basically saying, we want your sample and we want to get rid of you. And he's like, no, no, no. I worked really hard on this. So I'm going to go it's sell fine. it to the yeah. military and uh, make a lot of money and then be protected from Umbrella because Umbrella is everywhere. So that's what the uh, USS is there for. And Hunk is part of that team that goes in to get the virus. And see, again, to this game's credit, I knew all that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I read the emails. I watched the videotapes. I was like, I understand what's happening and why mm-hmm. people are doing this and how we got to this situation. Yeah. So it, when you guys played, what order did you do? I did Leon first and then I did Claire second Same run. Here. I did Claire and then Leon. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wonder how different it is doing the opposite. Like It's not that different. So I've done all four runs. And oh, in this one? Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. She's a big fan. Yeah, that's kind of all I've been doing with my life. What What is different then? Okay, so... The main campaigns, for the most part, are the exact same in terms of puzzles and where you find the items and whatnot. What's a little different is, like, Leon will never get the heart key, and Claire will never get the shamrock club. Shamrock key? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're shamrock. So there are certain rooms. So if, as you, if you play as Leon, you'll never get into the chief's office, for example. Yeah. In the second runs, they're more or less the same as well, except for the same sort of things. Obviously, the, your interaction with characters are a little different. And in the second runs, the safe com- not the safe combinations. Safe combinations and letter locks are all the same, but like the medallion solution is different mm-hmm. um, when you're in the... Um, 
the nest when you have to make the herbicide, like yeah. that solution is different. So they switch that up a little bit. But it's basically the same thing. You get all of the same character beats as you get in the main campaign in second run. So if you're playing as Claire, you're going to get all the stuff with Sherry and both mm -hmm. and same with Leon with Ada. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Some of my favorite bits of this game were the the Sherry bit, which surprised oh, me man. because it's like usually those like the orphan uh, stuff. Yeah, it's like oh, God, they're so good. I need to play as this fucking little kid, and you're like, this is gonna suck. Man, no, that was so intense, so scary. Yeah. It really yeah. delivered on the horror of the game and like having to hide from that guy. Yeah. I believed it. I was oh, in, yeah. you know? And that was really cool about the orphanage is this is a whole new thing to Resident Evil lore that we had never really known about before. And what we find out is that Irons is the director of the orphanage. And what you learn while reading the notes in there is that all of the children in there are actually subjects for the testing by Umbrella. And if you read Tom's journal uh, where he mentions his friend Oliver, he's like, hey, my friend Oliver got adopted. This is really cool. I'm kind of sad, but like good for him. And then a few days later, it's like Oliver came back. He was scratching at his face. Something was really wrong. And then he's like, I'm also getting adopted. So that's cool. And then the journal ends. And then what you learn is that Umbrella would say children get adopted when they want to do further testing on them. And when Oliver came back, they just killed all the kids. Yeah, because. Jesus. Like, and what that really does is shine a really dark light on Umbrella. We've always known Umbrella have been assholes, obviously yeah. <laughs> creators of these bioweapons and whatnot. But to go as far as murdering children and having a fake orphanage for the sake of your testing, it's just like, damn, yeah. they're real dicks. In the in the original game, because I, I remember you play as Sherry, but it wasn't the orphanage. What did you do in that game that wasn't in this? Thing? So in the original Resident Evil 2, you play as Ada and Sherry, and you do the exact same thing for the most part. It's when you're trying to get into the sewers and you... When you play a Sherry, you crawl through a vent or you climb into a tunnel or something okay. and you get a key for Claire and then you can pick up some other like grenade rounds. And same with Ada. You pick up a key, I think, and you do some other stuff. So yeah. what you play as Ada and Claire in the original is the same. Mm -hmm. So this time, obviously, what you do as both characters is vastly <coughs> different. Yeah. So I loved the Sherry stuff. Yeah. When I did Leon as my second campaign and I switched over to Ada, I was playing the moment they introduced the like weird EMP thing I was tracing like, back to the wall this sucks i was like i hate this this isn't fun at all like why why this is like such a blemish on this game but then once mr x came nah. and started chasing me down i'm like oh i don't just have a limited time to like figure this out and it was like i had to act in a tense moment i'm like this is great this is fucking awesome fucking mr. And, like, x. i just feel like this game Fuck has so guy. many of those moments where it's just like there'll be a moment that i'm frustrated and then i instantly learned that I shouldn't have been frustrated. I'm supposed to feel this way, and it's rewarding, yeah. like from a gameplay perspective. And gameplay adding with fear. Oh like, yeah. Oh my god. Every yeah. single thing that happens in this game gets back to trying to scare you, and it works. Yep. Oh, I, it's I, so good. I I screamed through every playthrough, <laughs> and I'm not a screamer when we play games in general, let alone being scared. And like the amount, like you know, it's funny you bring up the frustration that's supposed to be there. There for me, the the Leon campaign was so great. Where I was playing through and I felt powerful. I'm being okay, Mr. S. I'm running from him. I'm fighting the bosses. I only died a few, like I don't even know, a couple times, right? And it was mainly me learning the rules of the world. Sure. Starting Claire's second run, there were so many times where I'm like, I'm gonna quit. I'm oh. not gonna do it. I'm not enjoying myself. But it would be that thing of putting it down and be like, all right, no, let's go. You know, what I mean, like the game is so good and it was frustrating me because I was still trying to play it like I was playing Leon's, which was I felt unlimited time to do everything. I feel like he was a quicker shot, maybe, or maybe more powerful or something to that effect. I felt, I don't know why, just more inept as Claire. 
And I don't know if that's just in my head or not. But it was also second run, which I, I when I was texting you, I'm like, yeah. am I supposed to be moving quicker? Mr. X got introduced way earlier for me. So it was that I never felt safe. I never felt comfortable. I never had it. I felt like zombies were on me way more. I was just so like, fuck, fuck, some fuck. Of that booty. Mr. X was introduced way earlier for me, too, in the second run. I think that that's just yeah. how it is. And I played opposite of you. But I had the flipped experience yeah. where... I played as Claire first and then Leon, mm. and with Claire, I you know, it took me, I don't remember how long I said, but uh, however many hours, but I beat the next one in one sitting, and it felt like a breeze. Yeah, Playing as Leon felt a yeah, lot I wonder if easier, has, and I, I wonder if that's just how it is. It could have something to do with the weapons Leon has, because I feel like the shotgun is just a fantastic yeah, weapon, a weapon, and Claire does have the rocket launcher, you know, the grenade launcher, and she does have the flame rounds and acid rounds, which are nice, but they're, you know, they're not as... Powerful, I think. I don't think maybe they are, but you get more. Longer to reload. I can't, and I was like mainly trying to save those for bosses. Yeah, right? yeah. liquors or bosses. Yeah. Also, so this is the thing that I tell everyone is Mr. X in the second run gets introduced as soon as you pick up the battery in the star's office. Yeah. So if you do everything you can before you do that, you're going to have an easier time. So yeah, I, knew, I did not. Right. So it's constantly, boom, boom, fuck, fuck, you know, yeah. just run. Yeah. That's God, what happens. Man. Yeah. This, this game, like, I. I'm going to be shocked if this isn't my game of the year. Wow. And I Same. said that last year with Celeste, and, yeah, and then yeah. I was proven wrong with God of War, so I hope I am, because more good games, the better. But, yeah. like, talking about it, I, I want to play a game. Exactly. You as know? soon as I start talking yeah. about it, I really, really want to go back the, and play There's just so many moments, and, like, thinking about the architecture of the uh, police department and just, like, the way that it's designed, and somehow... Eight now, thirteen hours in, I'm still scared to go down certain corridors. Oh man! You know where the the staircase is? Yeah, it's like going through there. Like there's these fucking zombies, and I know they're gonna be there. And there's liquors now, and they're gonna the pound on run. the windows. Fuck, man, those liquors are terrifying, they are. and they yeah. never stop being terrifying. And, it's and like, now, that's you bring crazy. up you know liquors in the second run like that. You, and when I had uh, started pl- playing my second run, it, we then came in and did the games cast last week where we could talk about it. And it was that thing where I'd only played a little bit, and I was like, oh man, I'm kind of mystified that it's an, it, it is the same. Like you know, what I mean, I always assumed that you got two very different stories rather than to come back together you're like well things are different you should keep playing you should keep playing i was like no no i'm gonna keep playing but this is my first blush of it playing through the last two nights or whatever it was really cool of like oh fuck right the kennels dogs in here and you open up and the liquor is eaten on fucked up all the dogs and i was yeah, like yeah and that's in the second run that's right? really cool yeah Dude, that was really cool so cool it's yeah. like i love that and, and i would say my biggest criticism in the game of why i'd give it a nine and not a ten mm-hmm. is i just wish that with how much love they put into fixing things and changing things and like adding the orphanage and all that i wish that they had made the campaigns different like so that right. a a and b run felt more like oh she's coming through after what Leon did, so the doors are already unlocked. So, like the zapping system, that's that was so that was that's the RE2 technical thing, right? So it, it kind of comes down to if you take this thing from this locker in OGRE2, and then you go back in as Claire or Leon, it's going to be gone. Yeah. Or depending on how you defeat the alligator, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, depending on how you do that in the main run, the second run, you might have to do something different. So yeah, I mean, I would like that too. I would just like a lot more different content. But I mean, I yeah. feel like you 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 nailed it right at the beginning of like right. this isn't a reimagining, this is a remaster. It, exactly. Yeah. So for them to add too much more stuff, I think wouldn't have made a lot of sense, yeah. especially since I think that Resident Evil Three Nemesis is being remade. I'm I'm pretty confident in that, and that is kind of that's where the story picks up after Resident Evil. Does that 2. excite you? Oh yeah. But I mean, does that excite you? Oh, yeah. That sounded very sexual. I love it. Oh, it was. Yeah. But does that, does that excite you in, in the same way that RE2 remaked it? Uh, so if you would have asked me this question, you know, 
back when it was revealed in June. You know, do you want RE2 or do you want RE3? I would have said RE2. But now that I've played Resident Evil 2, and we got a few glimpses of Raccoon City, obviously not as much as I would have liked, but that that's all in Resident Evil 3, right? Because you're playing as Jill and you're walking around and you're doing all these things. So yeah, as a noob, like what I don't know what Nemesis was. Like I picked up with Code Veronica so and started Nemesis there. So Nemesis is a tyrant that's been infected with the Nemesis parasite. And so he's essentially like the tyrant, but he's supposedly... So the tyrant in the original Resident Evil, in original Resident Evil 2 was just someone who would follow you around in certain areas like sure. he wouldn't follow you throughout the game he would bust through walls every now and again but he wouldn't actively seek you out the nemesis is kind of like the, the tyrant in this one he seeks you out okay and he's supposed to be a more intelligent being okay he's hunting and so hunting. you're playing as jill valentine Member you're of the stars team in your uh, open world so so resident evil 3 takes place before kind of during and then after resident evil 2 okay so in resident evil 3 you play as jill valentine trying to escape the city right she gets infected by the nemesis virus she is knocked out at that point is when claire and leon's campaign takes place okay after they leave at some point jill wakes up and then she eventually leaves the city and then that's when raccoon city is obliterated and nuked gotcha so it's her and this other dude carlos carlos right okay Kind of sucks. If I'm being, I was gonna say I've heard of Jill. Obviously, I do not know Carlos, and that—that's my problem. And again, this is somebody that is not a fan of the franchise Mm -hmm. in that way. I loved this game so much that I would love for them not to remake RE3, but for them to just make RE3 and it be a new thing where it is Jill. Sure, we can introduce. Let's bring Chris back. You know, but like, let's still keep the cast small. Like, I feel Mm. like Carlos was the moment for me where I'm like, this is too many people Mm -hmm. that like I don't care about. And I liked Jill. And even then, though, they, like they made Jill like it was the 90s. It was a different time. And her little tube top and skirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah blue yeah. tube top. Yeah, right. And like the beret. Practical? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just like you're this fucking like police officer. Like this is a, it's, yeah. a lot of that stuff was weird. But I wish that they would just kind of keep going down this route. And I feel like they probably could with Resident Evil 3 because Jill doesn't have a huge presence in the future Resident Evil titles, whereas obviously Leon does, and so does Claire in Resident Evil 2. So they probably couldn't have done anything too different. RE5, right? RE5. Yeah, you got. <laughs> Let's just pretend that didn't happen. Poor Chris. She becomes a superhero. <laughs> I, well, I remember when RE5 and RE6 and they just became straight up action games, right? And they just yeah. totally deviated off this path. And that, again, to what you said earlier, right, is what's so refreshing and what's so funny about it being refreshing for Resident Evil 2 Remake mm-hmm. is the fact that this is survival horror in a way that this is survival horror for a whole generation of gamers who have not seen this in forever. Mm-hmm. Evil Within, sure, but even Evil Within was more story and niche right than right. I think it was meant to be and so many people are like man this is the best uh, one since Dead Space and you're like well yeah because Dead Space is so inspired by Resident <laughs> Where Evil right? Where Dead Space came from? Yeah. yeah 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 and that's like such a huge accomplishment for it like I think in the way that that's resonating and again the feeling because I think we're so forgetful of what, re- what uh, survival horror is slash was mm-hmm. of yeah like when I started Resident Evil 2 Remake, it was, oh, cool, zombies, pop, 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 and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm running, oh, right, fuck, this is survival, survival horror, game. run past them, yeah. dodge them, bring them to you, and you know, we always talk about our zombie planes, like, mm-hmm. bring them to you on a certain side so you can edge around them run and get away. Them. Yeah. yeah, and it's, they've even, you know, implemented on the survival aspects with the upgradable inventory, and so mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. new, you know? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Like, well, it wasn't in Resident Evil 7, it wasn't in Resident Evil 2, I don't think it was in Resident Evil 7, but... So Resident Evil 1.5, have you ever heard about that? Uh, yeah, I've heard that about it. That was a walker, and okay. that was the thing. So they took actually some elements from Resident Evil 1.5, and the upgradable hit pouches is, okay. is one of them. But yeah, I mean, Resident Evil is a survival game, and 
there are zombies and it is scary, but it's also about the exploration and the puzzles. Right. right? And this is what I try when I'm try- trying to pitch my friends like Andrea and Steimer. I'm like, yeah. yeah, it's creepy, but there's some really interesting puzzles and mechanics yeah. in there. And- well, I mean, it, and when I was texting you and telling you, like, man, I'm so blown away. Is, was the map always this good? Because I feel like the map was always a problem for me. They've done such a great job oh, yes. of designing the map, making you feel empowered, making it understandable at a glance when I do see something but I don't have the inventory space, knowing I can leave and it'll be marked on my map now. There's a locked door, jiggle the handle, I know what key I need one day. And Tim is the one who pointed out when I was ranting and raving about how great it is. He's like, yeah, it's more Metroidvania than ever. Yes. Where that it's survival horror, but it's also mixed with the idea of cool. Can't do that now, but mental note, I know how to do it. Even mental note of like, oh, there's a dial lock on floor three. Like I know that eventually when I find that combo, mm-hmm. to beeline to it before I go do this other thing. And I've been trying to play this game with my husband, and he just doesn't have the patience. He's like, I'm just gonna run around and look at everything, Jeez. and then run away. I'm like, you can't do that. You have to study like what door is here. Like look at that medallion. That thing has a medallion. You have to. And I get so frustrated, and I'm like, I want to help you, but I just want to play. But even the thing, like I feel like. They've done a great job of as long as you interact with it, you know what you need eventually, yeah. right? And I feel yeah. like I, there's, I, I was doing the thing where I was taking uh, screenshots on my phone. Yeah. Of like, and it, it, only because I didn't feel like turning over the, the trophy every time, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. I, but I mean, all. All the information is at your fingertips in a way that's easily digestible and findable, which I've struck. I had struggled with with Resident Evils of the past, and one of the reasons that I never hung around and actually right. played it. This remake makes it feel more like a Metroidvania than an adventure game. Like mm. a point and click adventure. Game. Sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that is so much more mainstream and accessible in a good positive oh, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the thing, if you don't mind me stopping for a second, is the accessibility of this. And hats off to Capcom for doing yep. it. Because I, I have no shame in it at all. On my second run, I turned on baby ass baby mode. Oh, hell yeah. Where I was like, fucked. I'm getting fucked up by this thing. I just want to play. I'm, I This is ruining my enjoyment of the game. And I did that thing of like, well, f- and, yeah, fucking turn on assist mode, yeah. whatever. Like, and it wasn't because it was the struggle of that. I was just like, I'm, I was down to he's uh, tyrants in the room. I have no health items, but this will help bring me back up from red just for a little bit. Yeah, why not? And the game was a million times better, and yeah. I was able to go through it. And it's like awesome. And it did the thing of okay, I by the you know it's it's weird that you can't turn it off once you turn on assist mode. You're locked is into that it. Trophies, you think? I, no, because well, yes, yeah, it is because there is a oh. standard and a hardcore trophy uh, for a couple different things. Um, Weird, but then also when I did finish it, I was like, now I understand the rules of second run, or at least of what I think Claire or second run is. Then it wasn't a thing of like, would I, would I want to do this on hardcore? Would I want to come back and do these things? Do I want to fuck around with it? No. Maybe. You don't no. want to? You're not going to platinum no, this? No, no, no. No. I mean, here's the thing is I love Resident Evil. I love the lore and the story and all of that, and I love the zombies, but I yeah. don't like the challenge. Sure. I, I mean, assist mode is easy. But what it allows me to do is go in and just kind of take everything in and yeah. put the zombies down and then really appreciate what I love about Resident Evil, which is like the d- level design and all the details that are in every single room. Mm-hmm. And I can look around and not have the anxiety. So I first played Resident Evil 2 when I was nine years old. And I had nightmares so bad that I literally had to go see a doctor because oh I was like, God. I don't know how to sleep at night. Because every time I would close my eyes, I would think about zombies. Like, real talk. And so finally, a few years later, when I was older and I had a Game Shark, yeah. I was able to play Resident Evil 2 with like the infinite rocket launcher ammo and infinite health. And then I was like, this has quickly become one of my favorite games ever. Oh, wow. So, what a great story. Yeah. So I, I, I don't like the... the I get enough of the survival horror aspect, the horror aspect from just playing it. Yeah. I don't need the challenge. For me, like the one that kills it for you, I know there's a question about trophies eventually, but the one that kills me is like, do it in this many steps. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, like 14,000 steps. I don't want to even, I don't want to do that like thing. That's classic Resident Evil. Though. I know, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, but again, accessibility, right? Yep. That's mm-hmm. not, trophies that's aren't not, supposed to be accessible. Well, though. yeah, exactly. Like, right. You can dial it and play the experience you want and get it and then feel like you want it. Maybe I want to play it again. Maybe I want to do the second kind of playthrough or the fourth or third. Um, 
But yeah, if you want to crank up that difficulty, you do. Like I saw uh, Michael, Michael Jones. Jones. Yeah, putting out his S ranks in his two and a half hours. Crazy. And it's like, that's awesome. And I could see me one day trying to do something like that if I really mm-hmm. wanted to. Because even Resident Evil 7, where I was like, there's work here, but that's a f- I love this game. Like, yeah. this is two, yeah. Resident e- two Resident Evils in a row that I'm like, easily going to be on my top 10 list in the yes. year in awesome games. That's so cool. I'm so right? excited. It's yeah. so fucking cool. And, and another thing, I feel like the reason that I love this game so much mm-hmm. is. It fixed a lot of issues I had with a franchise that I theoretically love. Resident Evil is classic. It's so cool. I love the characters. I love the idea of it. But I've always had so many issues with like little things here or there or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what we just talked about, the okay, it's less adventure game, more Metroidvania. But also for me, the boss fights. Boss fights oh, in these yeah. type of games are always like, when you get to them, you have that feeling of like, fuck, I don't want to deal with this because it's like, I'm not trained. I don't know how to play against you. You're so much stronger than me. This isn't fucking fun. Right. You know? yeah. This game. I don't have it's that feeling. Fun. This game is fun. This game, I feel like I, I understand what I need to do to beat them. It's challenging. Oh, yeah. It's not just like easy oh, yeah. to breeze, but it's like I never feel overwhelmed with frustration. And how like, the fuck am I going to do this? Yeah, it's never right. like this is bullshit. I'm giving up. It's always like I'm doing this wrong. Clearly, I must find something like the crane fight. Oh, right? the crane fight. Yeah. Like yeah. when you do that, I'm like, OK, cool. Totally understand. I Because it. it took a while. I was fighting. I'm like going head on. I'm like, how am I going to beat this? But then it was like rewarding to figure it out. What I found interesting again, again where I like accessibility or accessible mode instead of standard was that crane fight I did on standard. Leon I just played through on a normal playthrough. Got killed, uh, didn't knock him off the first time. Then I was like, oh, okay. Downed him, knocked him off. Great. Coming through at the end of Claire's, right? Uh, not the final final, but what would be the final of like, you know, you've got uh, the girl on the train. Claire A final. Right. Well, Claire's second run, not final final. Not where, oh, not gotcha, where the, my gotcha, train's gotcha, getting gotcha, eaten gotcha. for the true ending. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what would be the final fight there, right? Where I have the train car there mm. and he's hopping around with his eyeball chest, right? <laughs> Played it totally wrong my first time and still lost, got killed. And it was like that thing of like, oh, cool. It isn't baby ass baby, like I can take a million hits. It was like, oh, no. no, no, I can still get fucked up here. I still need to think this through. What is the answer? Okay, run, pop the eyes. My grenade launcher isn't doing the damage. Shoot him in the chest. Yeah, yeah. pop and, those and eyes. And that's my thing is the end of this game to me is perfect mm. from it is such a reward where it's a challenging it's challenging boss fights i'm gonna say all three whether oh, it's yeah, yeah. claire's final fight leon's final fight or the final fight i feel like it's so perfectly paced where you're like you've played this whole game you understand this there's been plentiful boss fights that none of them feel uh frustrating they feel like you're playing within the world and rules that they've created for you but when i played claire's first round and i was in that fight yeah i felt powerful like you get the fucking minigun mini gun. Yeah, oh yeah. and God. you're just like it felt earned it yes. didn't feel like oh they're just giving you this just because it's cool it's like no 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 this makes sense with the progression of this game and I loved that Leon's final fight when you're going down that elevator yeah yeah and tr- circle strafing so in- figuring out what so to do so intense when you're going through it all but when Ada helps you out you're like right fuck yeah and then when you get that final fight, that is so easy. You're you're like the final like when you beat both campaigns and you're yeah, yeah the, the true ending. And you're yeah. the true ending. You're essentially it's just like shoot just, the giant fucking shoot, eyeball. Yeah. Just yeah. fucking blow it up. Just fucking blow it up. I just love that because it reminds me of Super Metroid or Halo right. or like these like you've done all this stuff. Here's your reward. You're gonna have fucking fun. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do this and it's gonna be awesome. And that's what going back to what I was t- talking about earlier with Kingdom Hearts. I can't wait for the end because I know it's gonna be like that. It's gonna be this moment of. Hey, you put up with all this for this moment. Yeah. And I feel like Resident Evil 2 does that as good as the games that I just mentioned. Like yeah. the end of Halo is so rewarding when you're in the Warthog and everything's blowing up and you're trying to escape. That's so fucking fun. 
Resident Evil 2 to me at the end was fun for the first time. It wasn't scary anymore. And like, that's super cool. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because as someone who's played Resident Evil 2 a whole bunch, I knew most of the story beats that were going to happen. Obviously, the orphanage was brand new in some of those documents. But the fact that this game still kept me so enthralled and interested, despite the fact I knew we were going to go down to the sewers. I knew we were going to the nest. That was really cool because mm-hmm. that was one of my gripes with original RE2 is that that wasn't a fully fleshed out like area, right? Mm. It felt like it was vacant. vacant. There was no personality too it was just kind of a dead lab but what they did with the nest was really fun and so i want to applaud capcom for that that was awesome yeah Yeah. but despite you know knowing that all these things were coming i still was on the edge of my seat i'm like okay what's gonna happen next you know i knew all those fights were coming well it's because the moment to moment is so good where it is and that's what else we talked about right where it doesn't escalate into crazy different kinds of zombies it's just mostly zombies and then okay here are the zombie dogs okay <sighs> going into the nest and the, the arboreum right mm-hmm. and that's all oh, it's the fucking plant zombies <laughs> I'm like zombies. wow these guys are terrifying because I've hit them a million oh, times I like those designs pusses. a lot better than original Resident Evil 2 plants they're literally just plants yeah but this time they're actually like humans that have been yeah, yeah, yeah. And I the, love that because yeah. like that's what we keep talking about it's like it feels like this world exists it's Nolanized it's like okay cool they're, they're not plants they're right humans that had a virus and there's plant shit so they are mutated weird fucking like I get that I buy that in the same way dogs I buy the the alligator's the one thing (laughs) it was fun and whatever that was just a fan service it was so fan service where it it was over so quick and it was again fun that was a fun situation you went through Crash Bandicoot shout out Um, (laughs) run away from the camera but man it was like (laughs) besides that the game is grounded you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and even that, like, there's enough dialogue that I'm like, I'll give it to you, I'll give it to you. You know, and it's so much better too, though. Speaking of like grounded dialogue than the original RE2. You know, Leon oh. and Ada apparently fall in love within the few like scenes they have together, and it's like, okay, this is like a '90s cheesy action flick, whatever. I love it, right? But this time that around, kiss? That's that, new. Oh, that was a good kiss. Yeah, and then, <laughs> she does. But um, it was it was good to see Leon in this one, kind of a backbone, especially when he finds out that Ada is you know, double crossing him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I'm a cop. So blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, you tell her. Cause in the other, other one, he's like, Ada would never do that. She's a saint. She's so pretty. And then, <laughs> and then he feels sad. And then he, Ada. Yeah. but it, this time it felt more believable. And I really liked that they did that. I feel like the dialogue in this game is good. It's good. There we go. There we go, baby. I got oh, there's the alligator friend. You just talked long enough to make it happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I actually feel like it's good. Yeah. And, that is crazy for a Resident Evil game because oh, yeah. they are infamously bad. Infamous for like the lock picking joke, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But no, it, this this was great. I feel like it, so much of it makes sense. My question for you, DLC. I don't understand it. What does this fit in? What's it gonna be? So the ghost stuff, the new the stuff that was just announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I don't think they've quite revealed what and how it's going to play but what I do they're called it's like a what if scenario so it technically follows the mayor's daughter Catherine Kendo and then an unnamed USS agent um, the what if thing is what throws me off so what why if, is it what if I think it's called what if because they're saying that these are survivors that never made it out of the city and so what if maybe they had a second shot? What if they had their uh, chance at surviving? Like that's, the old Marvel what ifs right? That's like, my yeah, so if you, if you look at Catherine the mayor's daughter um the mayor bailed on town, bailed out of Raccoon City, left his daughter f- just for the zombies, I guess. And Irons hunted her down in Raccoon City and then tried to turn her into taxidermy um, stuffed thing, a stuffed human. And so we know Was that, that plot in this game. Yes. I feel like I totally missed that. So it, I remember it's that from the first one. So in the first one, what's happening is you're walking down the hallway and you hear her scream. And then you walk into Irons' office as Claire. And then she's laying there with a gash on her stomach. Right. And then Irons makes up this bullshit oh, story. Fuck. 
he makes up this bullshit story that she uh, was bitten by a zombie and she's going to turn into them and turn into one of them in a matter of hours. And so you were always led to believe that she was just bitten by a zombie and she's going to turn. Well, the reality of the situation was that he hunted her down within the raccoon city he let her go and hunted her down and then he killed her and then he turned planned to stuff her and you find that in the orphanage she's on the pool table yes i saw that body and i was like what is this what is going on i kind of bounced off and never so i'm thinking this is either going to tell the story of before she was captured by irons or if she escapes what if she had escaped right and now she's trying to leave clearly Mm -hmm. doesn't work out well for anyone yeah canon-wise. I just, I just wish the what-if stuff was like, not what-if, it was like, oh, this is what happened before they died. I, yeah, I, I, so I would hope be. so. It might be. Maybe the what-if is just bad messaging, because I would love to know what happened with Kendo and his daughter, because that's yeah. a whole new beat. The daughter, like, that's brand new, you know? And, and that was cool. I liked the way they handled that. Yeah. Which one's Kendo? Kendo's then, the, when you wonder. leave, when you finally get out of the police department, and uh-huh. then you, like, cross the street, you go into the arm shop. Oh, right. Yes. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah. From uh, my Leon playthrough. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. such a classic zombie trope where it's just like, and that uh, was again, I, yeah. Can't shoot or whatever. For me, it kind of blew. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I didn't even think about it till I was clear. I ran over there and like, can't go this way. I'm like, oh, fuck. Good job. Second yep. playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> then I ran around ne- uh, Nemesis or uh, uh, Mr. X is like chasing, chasing me. Like, just fucking running around cars. Like, where do I? Oh, they knocked down the gate. Yeah. Great. And so what's cool about that whole part too is you get to see the basketball court and the whatnot and the, the bus that so you get to climb through during Claire's uh, run. And that's all from original Resident Evil 2. Mm. The, the, the basketball court and the bus and all that stuff. I was like nerding out over. I'm like, oh my God. But that's just stuff you might know if you're crazy like I am. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I hope they continue to provide DLC for this. I don't think they can expand on the lore too much, obviously, because, you know, so the, the canon Resident Evil OG is Claire A, Leon B, because in Claire A, Sherry gets infected with the G virus. Claire heals her. And then in Resident Evil 6, Sherry has regenerative abilities, and she got that from the G virus. Mm. But in Claire B, she doesn't get infected. So it only makes sense if you do Claire A, Leon B. So they can't fuck with the lore too much on this, but I feel like they could do some expansion like with Kendo and the mayor's daughter and stuff like that. I really hope they just I take hope this they in do a new too. direction, though. Where or I, Marvin. I, Marvin yeah. DLC. Oh. oh, my God. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Wait, so what do you mean? I'm confused. As I did Claire second. Sherry, it was second run. Sherry did get infected. She's talking about OG. OG. Oh, sorry, my apologies. Sorry. My apologies. OG, my apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's all the same in the. Yeah, because I, like I feel like they're trying to make a new canon that is remake, re, remake two. Yeah. And I hope they keep going that direction. Oh, because, too. like, so far, there's nothing that says this has to be in what we've seen up to RE7. We have a new timeline. Yeah. I hope it Honestly, is. Honestly, I think we do. And this is my last, like, crazy theory. So Brad Vickers, Chicken Heart Brad Vickers from Resident Evil, he's zero, the pilot, right? right? Or Resident Evil 1. But doesn't he come back in Zero? He Does might he be in Zero. In I know he's a, he's a pilot in Resident Evil 1 who flew them all out of there to safety in hospital. Oh, gotcha. He dies in 3. He dies in 3. Yeah. So he, okay, so it's, it's kind of crazy. So in Resident, like I said, Resident Evil 3 takes place before, during, and after Resident Evil 2. So in Resident Evil 2, if you get to the police station without taking any items or weapons, you see a zombified version of Brad Vickers wandering around the underground tunnel. Now, in Resident Evil 3, what had happened before that was he was bitten, and he actually got impaled in the in the head by a nemesis tentacle. It happens sometimes. Sure, nemesis of course, of course. But then I, if he gets impaled by the head, he shouldn't be a thing that exists. He shouldn't be. It doesn't make any sense, canon, because you kill a zombie by shooting them in the head. So if his head's destroyed, he should no longer exist. However, in Resident Evil 2, he's still shum- shambling around. He shouldn't be there. So if you go to that same area in Resident Evil Remake, you'll just see a poster of him where he had spawned 
in Resident Evil 2, if that makes any sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so what I'm getting at is I'm thinking they omitted his zombified form because in the Resident Evil 3 remake, he's going to have like a true canon story because it doesn't make any sense for him to be in Resident Evil 2. Interesting. Yeah, anyway. That I don't know if that made good. any sense, that's but good, that's Bert. it. That's good. Yeah. If we get RE3 remake oh or God. whatever it is, when do you guys load. think this happens? Two years from now? No. They're on, they're on I think it's cycle, been in right? development probably for a while now. That's my guess. So but I'm, my thought, I mean, you saw there's rumors, uh, I think it was Reset Era for Resident Evil 8 and like what they're taking away from reaction to this and if they're moving back to a third person perspective or all this different stuff. I think what we've talked about before is similar to Mario that we have this new thing. I yeah. think two yeah. years from now, I think you get Resident Evil 8. Two years from there, you get Resident Evil 3 remake. Uh, I think they keep doing yeah. that way. I would hope so. Because I mean, Resident Evil 7, Fucking, they ran away with bags money. I'm sure they're like, let's keep going. What do we got? Let's keep. Everybody likes this. Uh, this this take. This what is one it? last I saw was on track to outpace RE7. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, well, yeah. it shipped three million units, and RE7 is sold like five, four point nine six or something like <sighs> that's that. That's fucking crazy, man. They're deservedly so, man. Yeah, Capcom totally. killed this. Capcom yeah, killed that's this. why DMC five. Oh my god. I mean, Mega Man Eleven was not amazing. Like it, people liked it, but like mm-hmm. it wasn't amazing. So it's not like they've been like spotless Monster last. Hunter. The last year, yeah, but they had Monster Hunter World, right? Yeah. And like again, not everyone's favorite Monster Hunter game. But Most people are stupid and wrong. Oh, yeah. But it sold amazingly well. And I look at this, I'm like, DMC Five. If I'm being real, looking at it so far, I'm like, there's a lot of cool stuff here. But I don't know. I'm not sure. It's looking be at like- it from an outsider's perspective, I'm like that. And stick with me. I put that in the Kingdom Hearts group. I'm like, yep, this is for those fans. It is. I don't know if that's gonna break out of those. And fans. I love that. Like I, they look like they're committing, and I'm super down. But they look like they're making a couple choices. I'm like, why are you doing that? Because we don't mm-hmm. want that. But I haven't really played it yet. So hopefully it is as good as this. I don't think it will be. But I, I fucking so hope. Either. I fucking hope. You know? And I, I believe in Capcom. And I can't yes. believe I'm saying that. Because like, let's think back to so three good. years ago. Right. When we're like, Capcom's dead. They're, yeah. they're on their way out. They're on their yeah, way yeah, out. Yeah. And they're not. Oh, let's get to some questions here. Uh, Captain says... From Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. If you are a bronze member, you can oh, contribute. Oh, what are you doing the plugs? The original Resident Evil was a huge game in my childhood because I look back on it as a turning point when I realized games could be more than just Mario and tell stories that could engage me on the same level as films. Nothing can be more than Mario. Let me just let you know <laughs> that right now. Did you see the tweet going out yesterday uh, that was like uh, pe- the people that say, I can't wait till games have their Citizen Kane. No. And someone was like, I can't. Oh, then the next thing was like, I can't wait till movies have their Stardew Valley. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I saw it as a glimpse into the future of what games went to become. And then not long after, Metal Metal Gear Solid turned my brain into shit. Do you guys have a game in your history that evoked that same feeling? Thanks. And keep manually. Okay, I'm going to stop reading there. But something about the chicken. Yeah, it's the chicken. I don't like the chicken stuff. We're done. Chickens are done. So what what's like what was there a game that blew our mind? What was the game that made you realize video games have evolved? Oh, um, I would say my first RPG was just Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven oh, Stars. Nice. Oh, jumping was, on that bed in the intro was Oh, my, was not the best? Just mm-hmm. boing, boing. Yeah, that was so much fun. That was the first time I was like, oh, because I didn't understand what an RPG was. I actually thought, because I was young and stupid, I thought Mario RPG was actually Mario 64. And then when I got the game in, I was like, this isn't at all what I thought it was. (laughs) What is this? So I called my aunt, and she explained to me what an RPG was. And then from that moment, I was hooked on that Man, your aunt was cool. Oh, my aunt, my grandma, man. They're so great. 
Yeah, she's the one who got me into games. Br- if you, and she if, still plays. For she's the record, great. if you don't follow Brit's adventures, either through What's Good Games or Twitter.com slash Blonde Nerd, get on that because her entire family is insane. Yeah. The photos she'll post of me and dad are going to go see the Dragon Ball movie and they're all dressed like <laughs> Dragon Ball your, people. Your picture was amazing. Thank you. We have so, so much fun. Good. We're a nerdy family. Good. God bless you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, mine is Metal Gear. I've talked about it a million times. Metal Gear was a turning point in my life. Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation 1, where I'll you know, never I forget putting that in and being like, what Never the f- played a Metal Gear game. Wow. We've really? had conversations. I know. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm awful. Honestly. You saw your GameCube. Break out like, Twin Snakes. I feel like you'd love it. I probably would. If you like Resident Evil, like, it's, I, there's a, a lot of differences. Sure, but sure, like, sure, They're sure. similar in why you'd like it. I think you'd like this. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. The detail, the lore, the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, man. So, so good. Noted. I don't know. I feel like my answers are weird because it's not like Metal Gear. Like I feel like Pokemon is my answer, which sounds backwards. But to me, Pokemon was the moment that I realized that video games weren't just a thing that I liked. It's a thing that we liked. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it was a thing that I was like, oh, this everyone likes video games. It's not just me and Kevin. <laughs> you know, it's just like everyone in the world does. Like, oh, Pikachu's more popular than Mickey Mouse this year, whatever, all that stuff. Like, it felt like we were part of a movement. And, like, it was a weird thing where it was, if Mario RPG was your first RPG, Pokemon mm-hmm. was mine. Mm. Like, I rented Mario RPG, couldn't wrap my head around it. I don't think I could read. I, it was <laughs> it was very read. complicated. <laughs> um, but playing Pokemon, though, I was just like, this this. I felt like I was a part of a... <laughs> go ahead. Go and throw that up, Kev. Kev went to, if you're an audio listener, to Blonde Nerd on Instagram and pulled up this great post. My parents found a mask I made in seventh grade of my dad. Clearly uh, hasn't changed much these last 15 oh plus God, years. Oh, my God. That and is it, fucking hilarious. It is a mask that looks exactly like her father currently. That's that is terrifying. amazing, but not as amazing as the painting behind him. Oh, I know that cat. This picture is old. That's fucking crazy. God, you what a gem. It. Kev, what was your game? <clears throat> I mean, I got, I think it's Metal Gear, uh, but Sons of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Oh, Metal Gear 2? Because when, when Metal Gear uh, Solid 1 came out, way too young. That like I remember playing it being like, I can't get past this first, like, uh, wh- why are you like swimming? What, what's happening? Now I'm in this thing. Oh, people keep catching me. And then at some point I play Metal Gear 2 and I was just like, whoa, whoa. And then he takes the mask off and I was just like, I don't know who it's this is. It's not Snake at all. And this doesn't make any sense because I didn't pay the last game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, How far did you have to scroll back to get the, the mask of the dad? Uh, sometimes when I go to someone's Instagram for the first time, I just go... Wow. Because yeah, like literally, third photo is literally the one I mentioned yeah. by like exactly what it was. I have seen that picture in I years. I was looking for the photo you mentioned, Greg. You're a monster and I hate Bird you. Bird writes in and says, how do you guys feel about the achievement slash trophy list for the game? Is anyone going for the platinum? Uh, as oh, no. Hell you, no. You don't care about any of this stuff, right? Like you're one of those, you fall in that camp. I know you I, don't care about any of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, as I a, do for the games I care about. As, Brothers. As, as somebody who loves a good easy platinum or a platinum for a game I really care about, like as much as I love this game, I looked at it and I have thought about it. I won't end up doing it because again, the step like when you get me to a trophy for a, a game that's going to take me hours and it's like I'm going to have to like do the thing where I watch the YouTube video and pause and then do the exact same thing and then watch the YouTube video and pause. Like I'm not going to get out there and be like guesstimating. Well, I think I'm making for 1,400 steps yeah. or whatever the fuck. It, like, no. I need to know exactly how to do, and you need to say, like, there's a giant buffer. Don't worry about it. Or be very... If it's, like, 
You could, if there's a chance, I could even like I remember Uncharted 4's speed run before mm-hmm. that it was it turned out it was bugged out, which I would have been really helpful. But <laughs> when I was doing it, I'm just like if I fuck this up, I'm not coming back. Like I yeah. can't do this again. Yeah. I can't run through this and worry about this shit. I mean, I considered it, but having to get the S rank and yeah. having to do the speed run, the 14,000 steps, it's a speed runner's wet dream. Like all oh, those totally. achievements are, but like not for me. It's it's an obtainable one, and yeah. I don't think it would be that hard to do. But I, that's the same thing I would say about Resident Evil 7, and I just never did it. Right. Alec Bobko says, as someone who hasn't played any previous Resident Evil games and isn't really a fan of horror games, Until Dawn is probably the scariest game I've played. How is this game from a horror perspective? I've seen all the great reviews the games have been getting, and I don't want to miss out on it if it's really that good. And then James Alexander writes in and says, I loved RE2 as a teen, but I've grown into a giant baby man and don't play slash watch any spooky stuff. On a scale of RE4 to Hereditary, how spooky is RE2 4K? Well, starting at the end there, RE2, and everyone can suck it, RE2 is way uh, scarier than Hereditary. Mm. Hereditary was, I didn't find that scary. I thought it was a good movie and creepy. Her- Hereditary is unnerving. It's not It's unnerving. Scary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. I still, you I, have to lock the door. I get it, but it's like, that's just that, more that's like. That's scary for you, all right? No, but it's <laughs> You not, had but it's, to it's, lock the door with you. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was never moments where I'm like, oh, it's moments where I'm like, Oh fuck! Oh, I don't, don't want, do I don't that. Want, I don't do it. I'm just saying. Every moment, I want to stand up and leave. <laughs> Me too. Every Me moment. too. But that's unnerving. It's different. Resident Evil Two Remake is scary as fuck. It's like, the scariest scary. game I've ever played. I I, I I I I think I agree with that. And that's and I and before that, I would have told you about yeah VR for Resident Evil Seven, mm-hmm. scary and creep more more creepy even than scary. But before that, Dead Space because there's a very distinct memory I remember of being on the Ishimura and being like. Yeah, like you look at my spine. I got like two lines, and I'm like, that thing is laying there, and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be alive I when I get there, but I can't limb. tell if it's gonna be alive. And like walking <laughs> up on it, and like doing the and like Resident Evil, it happened all the time too. Of oh, like, yeah. oh fuck, like okay, that thing down there, shit, is that something to pop up? And then the ones that would just slump over at certain points, oh, open a locker, they fall on, and then walking out and be, is being grabbed. And being grand, I'm like, fuck, do I have a knife? I don't know. Yeah. L1, 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 what L1. What I did is I went around and I slashed every zombie it came across. Because if they're going to animate, they would <laughs> moan and stand up. And I'm like, haha, I'm on to you. Smart. But Smart. I, yeah. See, this is why I was surviving the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. No, you were terrible plan. No, I'm not sure that. about Costco anymore. Thank you, fucking God. Someone talked like sense to me. But it's fine anyway. That's a long joke. Uh, yeah, the game is really scary. In fact, I had to download Tales of Vesperia on my Switch as a little, uh, you know, a little uh, palette let, cleanser. Let me tell you. How fucking weird it is to go from Resident Evil 2 all day or day to Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> it is like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, I needed this. That's a, I needed that's a shift, this all right. So much. Uh, and talking about like the weird graphics stuff, I forgot to bring this up earlier with Kingdom Hearts. I'm so upset it doesn't have HDR. It's like, uh. after all these years, like, we have these issues. The Like, as great as the game looks, it's like, there's so many issues where I'm like, Damn, I. Bro. I hate how the lighting looks. Like I'm like, this is fucking bullshit because RE2 looks mm. so fucking oh, it looks good. Looks amazing, yeah. So good. I've been uh, playing on this big like 120 inch projector. It's so fucking nice. scary. <laughs> nice. It's so scary. I don't recommend it at I all. I would go as far as saying that Resident uh-huh. Evil 2 remake is the scariest thing I've ever been a part of. Movie otherwise. Because mm-hmm. the interactivity changes it so much, man. Like and the fact that it was consistent throughout the 13 hours where I was still screaming and still scared that far into it. And for it. me, that's sure, my biggest sure. thing about it is that, yeah, on my second playthrough, you know, with 30 minutes to go, I yeah. was still terrified of a normal zombie NPC. Like, yeah. what the fuck? It's just when so good. It, well, I guess the enemy, sewers, he wasn't, like, giving me anything. When you're in the sewers and you first see that, like, you start walking and everything's blood red. Yeah. 
and you're like, you see, hear things fucking slithering around. You're like, you're fine, you're fine. But then those fucking whatever they are, the G's, the, the G's start G coming out. You're just like, holy shit! Like they feel so overwhelming to you, and you know you can run around them and you try your best, but like when they grab you, it's horrifying. Yeah. Every single time. It's and that game is so good because there are jump scares in this game. Totally, oh, yeah. But oh, they're, yeah. they're not around every corner like some other games, you know, horror games that you'll play. But it's the atmospheric tension in the building that this game does so well. It's the what if, like what's going to so, grab me around this corner? The first time I'm getting chased by Mr. X, oh, yeah. and I ran into like the weapons locker. I'm like, well, this room's too small, and he came in. I'm like, fuck. And you hear him stomping around and opening, closing doors around yeah, yeah. you, and you're like, motherfucker. Yeah. I do wish the sound design was better. That's I was saying this last week, but I played a little bit more of RE2 mm -hmm. yeah, like, yeah. to like because people were commenting, be like, oh, did you change the setting to this? And I I did already, but I tried like fucking around with stuff. Like the sound with headphones with the uh, Dolby Ammo stuff, it's not good. Like it's uh. not. I mean, it's it's fine, it's serviceable, but it's not like this transformative experience of like I knew exactly where they were walking at me, like. Hearing Mr. X run after you, I couldn't pinpoint where he was. Mm. And that's not good. You know? Oh, like, I feel like it's the easiest thing that you should be able to, yeah, to nail. I didn't have that issue. Um, Let me see if I have any more for us. No, I'm just going to take a look at the old internet here. Let's see. Ah, looking at the internet, see what I internet. got here. Internet. Got to do Evan writes in and says, did Mr. X give it to you? He did. He did give it to me. He oh, gave yeah, it to absolutely. me many a time. Many times. Fucking palming my head and lifting me up. I'm like, I Fuck. thought I was being cute and clever and I was standing in the middle of a safe room, but the door was still open. I'm like, hum, hum, you can't get me, motherfucker. He fucking reached around and punched me in the face through the <laughs> open door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Nate writes in and says, will the next Resident Evil be third person or first person? So this is when it gets into what's next, yeah, right? Are yeah. they going to branch into two different storylines? How? What's going on? Because I think they're going to continue remaking these games. I think this has been extremely successful for them. And the fact that, who was it? The, the I don't know who it was. The title, the, the guy who just said, we will bring Resident director, Evil. Game director, director, yeah. If uh, fans want Resident Evil 3, they just got to let us know and then we'll make it. That is such a PR answer because you know then they're making it. Yeah. Like you wouldn't see We do it. We do it, yeah. So it's it's in development. So with that said, we know Resident Evil 8 is also in development. So I think what's where we're going to see are remakes and then going down the typical numbered Resident Evil installments. I think the next one will be first person. I think it will be too. I think they're going to build off of Resident Evil 7. That's what they're going to go for. Right. Yeah, because I think again you saw the success of that, and they're like, "Fuck, awesome! Let's keep going." I think the remakes will continue to be over the shoulder. Yeah. The new ones, first person. So interesting because, like, as much as I want RE8, just because RE7 was great, I just feel like RE7 fell apart pretty quickly. Oh, really? No, yeah, it's like uh, because once you get to the end, like once the once oh, and now well, Chris the, is here. When well, you're on the fucking boat, yeah, it's stuff. like it does the thing we're talking about, where it's like, "Wow, this is great! What a weird family! What's going on? Wait, what?" Secret agents. What? I'm on a boat. Who's this girl? Why is this happening? Yeah. And then that's why I'm like, oh great, so now we're getting a sequel to that. Like, that, I don't, I don't so like that. That's the weird part. Right? Is is Resident Evil Seven was interesting in the sense that for the first time, this was before Resident Evil Two. It felt like a Resident Evil game in the sense of the atmosphere and the puzzles there were and the setting. It was kind of like, okay, this feels like a Resident Evil game, and for that, I applauded it. But now, after playing Resident Evil Two, I want much more of Resident of course, Evil Two formula than Resident Evil Seven. And the where you know Resident Evil Seven left off, it it leads you to believe that you know there's not going to be another virus because there's someone out there outside the Baker State that is carrying it within them. And then maybe with Blue Umbrella now and Chris, like I hope they take it back to those original characters. Me too. I just think there's too much lore at that point where it's just like I it's, just it's don't. It's getting where we're. Crazy. I feel like with Resident Evil Eight, we're getting to the point where I'm like, there's no way it's going to be as good as Seven. I I don't think it mm. can because they're introducing too much shit. They're going to bring Chris back. They're going to turn it into this 
Like it's going to be RE6 again. Maybe it'll be, it'll be better than RE6, but it's going to be the RE7 mixed with RE6 formula. Hmm. You know what I mean? I, like, does I that hear make you. sense? No, it does. No, I, I get you. I, I'm hoping now that Resident Evil 2 is out, it kind of complicates shit because it's so fucking good. But with Resident Evil 7, I was excited about it because I feel like it's taken it in the next good direction. Yeah. And with Chris at the end, it gives me hope that they're going to focus back on what made Resident Evil, Resident Evil so special in the first place, the small cast of characters, mm -hmm. these viruses. I'm hoping that's where they're going to go, but I don't think it could live up to Resident Evil 2, if that makes sense. I don't yeah. know. It's weird. It's going to be interesting. To yeah. See it's, what whatever game comes next is in a huge shadow. Oh, man. Robert says, is there a menacing voice that says the title after you press start, like in the original? After you finish the second scenario. Which is awesome. No shit, really? Yeah. I was so mad. I'm like, why would they so, not fucking do it? So the it? second scenario is really cool because it keeps a lot of the old school scares in there, like the liquor crawling across the window in the lobby, and then the liquor in the hallway when you first like go in there. Like it, it, A lot of it is just like they kept, went back to their roots. And so yeah, after you finish that and you push start, it goes risen. Oh shit, I didn't even notice that. I was, I was yeah, my headphones so off. And, and that made it all worth it. Because the first time I pushed it was things start. like that that I was like, you have to beat the second one. Yeah, it was cool moments. And going back to that, like, did you feel there was enough different shit in scenarios? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it, it felt way different. But because that was my thing, it was just as this is a question from Kind of Funny Games Daily, where a guy's like, everybody's giving you know the game for not doing enough. Isn't that bullshit? Because of this remake and that remake. Well, I'm like, yeah, but those felt like remakes. Right. This game feels like a return to survival horror, and it's like you're, you were saying, it's so easy to forget that no, this is a re, this is isn't a reimagining. Right. This isn't. Let's take all of the modern shit. Let's do a very. Let's do something that is still classic. Yeah. And so yeah, it's just in my head, I always assumed at the beginning in PS One when I picked Leon and I started playing. Right. Or uh, yeah, no, when mm -hmm. I picked Leon and started playing, that. Uh, if I would have picked Claire, the story would have been completely different. I would have followed her outside of it, and eventually I would have come to the fence and been like, oh my god, how are you? Oh, well, I gotta fucking do this. See you later. And yeah. it would have been like, not the exact same thing. Right. So that's all that is. That my The complaint in quotes isn't a complaint as much as it is just like, oh, that was unexpected. Mm -hmm. So yeah, playing through it again, like, yeah, there was totally different stuff, and I loved the it, it giving me more information on the doctors, right? Like, I got their relationship before, but it introduced the kid and explained why she was connected and why what she was doing and what the orphanage was. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Everybody should play it twice. I mean, that's the real game yeah mm -hmm. totally mm -hmm. absolutely ladies and gentlemen this has been kind of funny games cast episode 207 wow. Britt, thank you so much for this has been us. so much fun it has thank you I for hanging out this for a few more hours i'm yeah. telling you just fucking leave what's good we gotta it's, talk about it when we're not on dead camera in the gang. water i like saying it right now oh uh, yeah. what's happening what's good they got a podcast coming up on friday don't they yeah we do it was alana steimer and i Ooh. oh shit this week because our good friend andrea is in Down sydney under. australia oh hey riding kangaroos Ooh, yeah yeah, yeah. So she's there, but yeah, I we would really pay money to watch Andrew Renee. Dude, ride I would pay so much money. I would sell my house to see that shit happen. <laughs> that would be so. Put John Drake in the pouch, and have him like yes. bouncing around. Let's be go, so baby. Good. Yeah. Fan art right there. That's easy fan art for you to make and put up on Twitter. <laughs> Somebody please for KFAF, to, like just submit it. Don't let them know we're doing it. I want fan art. I want someone to draw a picture of Andrea Andrew riding Renee. the kangaroo, John Drake in the pouch. In the pouch. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Perfect. But yeah, so kind of, oh, not kind of funny. That's the wrong podcast. We're What's Good Games. And we release a show every Friday. 
but you don't have to and be, it's you good. know what I mean? You don't have to be there. No. Yeah. I know, I, mean? I could come here. Apparently, Greg's, you know, we were talking I remember about years and years and years ago when we were doing the We're Alive podcast, oh, uh, and uh, oh my God. when my roommate moved out, and I was like, you should just fucking move to San Francisco. And you're like, all right, I'll entertain it. How much is rent? And I gave oh, it to yeah. you, and you're, you literally went, ha ha, hold on, I have to clean up the shit that I just shat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, at that time, I was getting a two-bedroom apartment for $600 a month, Fuck man. Oh, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Good old Washington. I hate you so oh, much. Right. Yeah? Yeah, well, I'm I'm just just I guess not that water. That's bad. Oh, we got a post show to do. We if do. you want to watch it, head over to patreon.com slash games where you can subscribe at the silver tier and get it as a video in MP3, however you want it. She has picked me up, so. Oh, here we go. More Fox. it is. Let's go, baby. When's your flight? Uh, what's your Twitter? <laughs> uh, Blonde Nerd. Blonde Nerd. Wait, what is your flight? A 740. Mm. Cool. Oh, yeah. I would tell her. I would have her leave at 540. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you. It's time for the post show. If you are a silver member, you get to see this. What, Kevin? Nothing. Kevin, why the size, man? Why the oh my? Why God. the cry size? Uh-uh. What Kevin, do I need us. to do to get you to play through RE2, Kev? Are we in the post show now? That's terrifying. Yeah, it's post show time. 